The Sealands Grove Seals play on Eagle 107. Bounces off tackle, spins at the 35, shakes off another defender to five, spins into the end zone, touchdown Sealers Grove Seals. Now it's time for Seals game day from the heart of Seal Nation, driven by Sunbury Motors. It's a preview of tonight's Seals game, the Heartland Conference, and games all over the central Susquehanna Valley. Now from the stadium are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium on the campus of Sealers Grove Area High School. And welcome to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the strip in Hummel's Wharf. This is Pat O'Brien. I'll be joined by Coach Dave Hess here shortly. Tonight, it's the 1-1 one one Seals Grove Seals hosting the 1-1 one one Chemokin Indians. In 29 previous games, Seals Grove leads the all-time series with 20 wins and 9 losses. In this series, Seals Grove has outscored the Indians 565 to 147. Prior to the 2018 Shemokin win over the Seals, the Indians had not won since 2003. In that year, Shemokin won twice. In the first meeting in 2003, the Seals defeated the Seals were defeated 28 to 7 in the regular season and fell four weeks later, 17-3 in the District 4 AAA Championship game. As I bring Dave Hess into the conversation, the Central Mountain defense limited Seals Grove to 131 total yards of offense in the 7-3 loss by the Seals Grove Seals. In the Week 1 win, the Seals were able to rely on a rushing attack that scored five rushing touchdowns to beat Milton. A year ago versus Shemokin, the Seals rushed 34 times, 133 yards, and had two touchdowns in that 20-7 win a year ago. The Seals need definitely that type of performance as we continue to watch the passing game develop for the Seals' gross seal offense. They sure do, Pat. And, and to be honest with you, um, I think that they're going to have to have some success early in the game. They, you know, After that first game, they had five rushing touchdowns against Milton. They lost their confidence a little bit last week against Central Mountain. And, you know, people have been down on them all week. You know, you've been hearing about that the offense didn't perform and, and so on. I think they need some confidence early on. And, and I think that uh, if they get that, they'll get that confidence back, we'll be okay. Well, and the thing is, if the defense loads up to stop the Seals' rushing attack, they'll be looking to senior quarterback Corey Bastian to make plays in the passing game. His numbers after two weeks, 15 completions on 34 attempts for 170 yards and an interception, but he's also rushed for 60 yards on 15 carries. So what are the next steps in the passing games for Corey Bastian and his receivers to get things connected? I think they need to go some some high high percentage completion passes. Uh, I think they need they've got to be doable, and they've got to be short to start off with. But on the other hand, you're going to see uh, Shemokin in a lot of tight man coverage this week with a lot of blitzing going on. So, you know, it, it, we've got to have good protection. They're going to load the line of scrimmage, and we we could also use some play action pass to break that up a little bit. Screens and draws all might also might help just to take the pressure off the pass rush. And we saw some misses last week, whether it was uh, Corey not hitting Kissinger down the left sideline or receivers not running the route that Corey was anticipating them run. So that left points off the board because Kissinger, if that connection's made, that's a touchdown. And then Brandon Howell had an opportunity, got some di- separation from his defender. So it wasn't like the opportunities weren't there. And like you said, so get some easy, get some confidence, and see if this thing can just develop right in front of us. 
Uh, that's exactly right. And and I think that uh, I think if they do that, they're going to be okay. We have some kids that can throw and catch. You really see the lack of the second scrimmage in in last week's game. You know those. Are, you know not, receivers not running full speed. That, that's a natural thing that occurs, especially with young kids. But uh, you know if if those are the things you usually see in those scrimmages, you get mm-hmm. like, a chance to correct. But this preseason was such a mess, you know. So we're correcting those things in week two. Well, it's nice to be back home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium getting ready for the Seals and the Shemokin Indians, both teams at one and one. Well, the one thing we can always count on that shows up week in and week out, and that's the defense. And they did. the defense showed up against Milton and Central Mountain, holding them to just one score in the game. The focus for the defense tonight will be on Shemokin's running back, Max Madden who had a great night a week ago, versus Milton as he finished with 14 carries, 154 yards and a touchdown. What have you seen from the Seals' defense that they continue to shut teams down? And a lot of times, we've seen it over the years, show up to compete against a good rushing attack. Well, Seals' Grove's defense is fast. They're quick off the ball, and they are fast, and they're relentless. And they can be that way because they're not thinking. It's a very Our defense is so simple. All they have to do is know where they're going and what technique they're using and go. You know, and, it's, and offensively, we, we're probably still thinking a little bit. But when you're not thinking, you can fly and you can make plays, and that's the strength of our defense always. As long as we keep running this defense, we're going to be okay. And when you talk about the defense, you talk about a guy like Ryan Ahmed and also Teague Hoover, we talk about at the safety positions. But the, the one thing I know in the 3-5, and you've talked about for years, Dave, is the idea of those front three guys getting some penetration, and we saw that from Fogarty last week, did a nice job up front to allow your linebackers to make plays. That's right, and and this week we're, we're facing Shemokin, who runs a wing tee offense. They have the good running back in Madden, and you know, and we're going to have to have that. Those three defensive linemen are the key to this defense. If they get upfield a yard through their gap responsibility, they're going to occupy six guys. If they get consistent penetration, they're going to take on two blockers every play. If, they, if they're able to handle them with one, then we're in trouble. Yep. But uh, then that allows our, our linebackers to play downhill into and through the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we're okay as long as we do that. We're going to continue to rely on that defense to keep us in the game and get some offense together and see if they can come away with the win here tonight against the Shemokin Indians. Well, we have a lot more to talk about in terms of the Seals and the Shemokin Indians as we continue with Seals game day. We'll get previews of other games being heard as part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family, including Kevin Hur covering the Shikolami Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com, along with Lewisburg Green Dragons covered on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. We'll hear from head man, Coach Derek Hicks, we also have the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 54. Stick around. This is Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. For nearly six decades, Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies has served the home health needs of Central PA with outstanding respiratory services and quality home medical equipment. We provide solutions to enhance the lives of our customers and their loved ones by helping them be safer, more comfortable, and independent at home. With offices in Williamsport, Lewisburg, Lockhaven, Wellsboro, Harrisburg, and Carlisle, there is always a nearby office to help you improve your life. Now open, our new Hubs location in the Susquehanna Valley Mall in Sealands Grove. 
at the Shelley Insurance Agency. They love sports. Just ask Carol or Lynn. They're proud to support our area schools and high school football teams. They thank the coaches, parents, and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork, dedication, respect, and character. Remember, for all of life's touchdowns and tackles, the Shelley Insurance Agency is here to help, offering coverage for your home, auto, business, and employee benefits. Shelley Insurance Agency. We're here to help. Visit us at shelleyagency.com. Another crazy season. I mean weird. A stadium sporting event that used to sound like this now sounds like this. But you've got the game on the radio and you can still get great food. Delicious Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Check out the new Fall Blizzard menu. The sauced and tossed honey barbecue chicken strip basket and the new pumpkin cookie butter shake with cookie butter, pumpkin puree, whipped topping, and nutmeg. Salem's Grove High School football in DQ. And your crowd goes wild. Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Roots 1115 on the strip. Salem's Grove. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors. It's Jeep Adventure Days, and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new Jeep Renegade up to $7,000. Jeep Adventure Day discounts all month long, great selection, 0% financing on many Jeep models. It's going to be a fun month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. Need dining room, living room, or bedroom furniture? Aaron's in Sealands Grove has a full showroom of new and pre-leased merchandise at affordable prices to fit anyone's budget. Also, don't miss out on our six-month same-as-cash from now till October 3rd. Aaron's is at 1102 North High Street in Sealands Grove behind CVS. If you can't get to the store, just call us at 570-743-8260 or go to Aaron's.com. As always, there's free setup, delivery, and service with every sale. Stop in and see Courtney, Nikki, Jacob, Austin, and Andrew at Sealands Grove Aaron's team today. Aaron's is easy, beautiful and affordable. WNL Nissan is proud to support the Sealands Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the Strip in Sealands Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on select models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealands Grove Seals. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day. Driven by Sunday Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Dave Hess, Pat O'Brien, Zach Showers getting ready to preview the Sealands Grove Seals and the Shemokin Indians. But before we do that, let's take a look back. Sealands Grove again. They lost last week to the Central Mountain Wildcats 7-3. to Central Mountain will get on the board first on a 17-yard touchdown run by Pence. That completed a 10-play drive covering 89 yards, took 5 minutes and 16 seconds. The extra point was good, and at that point, Central Mountain led 7-0. That lead would hold up until halftime, and then in the third quarter, Seals Grove would finally get on the board on a Pardo 22-yard field goal. That came with 5.48 to go in the third, completed a four-play drive going for minus three yards, took one minute and 39 seconds, and that would be all the score in that game. Again, Seals Grove fell to Central Mountain 7-3. to three. It was the first time that they've lost to Central Mountain in four previous attempts where Seals Grove had beat Central Mountain every time. Take a look back at that game. And one of the big parts, Seals Grove offense unable to take advantage of opportunities. The big one, the average starting field position for the Seals Grove Seals was their own 46-yard line. When you're doing that, you're going to win a lot of games. Seals Grove, though, unable to take advantage of that. Four of their 11 possessions started in Central Mountain territory. 
In the second quarter, T. Hoover had an interception, returned it 30 yards to the five-yard line. The Seals had its second and goal from the one, had a penalty, and eventually would walk away with no points after the missed field goal. In the third quarter, after a botched punt by Central Mountain, the Seals started at the three-yard line. Then they lost three yards on the next play, then settled for that 22-yard field goal by Devin Pardo. In the fourth quarter, following a Central Mountain punt, Seals Grove took over the ball at the Wildcat 49-yard line. Again, this is a 7-3 ball game. Following an 18-yard pass from Coy Bastion to Brett Ford, the Seals moved to the Central Mountain 16-yard line. After two rushes and two incomplete passes, the Seals would turn the ball over on downs. Dave, if you look at those numbers where you're starting at your own 46-yard line, that's the field position that you started at, and you had two possessions inside the 10-yard line. Usually, that's a good recipe for a, a winning a ball game. Last week, it didn't work that way. Well, it sure is, and that, that's a frustrating thing when that happens. And over the 32 years that I was coaching, I saw I saw that several occasions, which is that's tough for a coach. It's tough for the kids. It, it kind of knocks your spirit a little bit, but I think that this is a resilient group. I think they're going to come back to, tonight and put a, a good game together. I'm sure that's been the focus, how to put the ball in the end zone, cut down on penalties so you're not stuck. Instead of a third and one, you're stuck at a third and six, and then eventually just come away with a field goal. need to put that thing in the end zone, especially in a game like we had last week with the Central Mountain Wildcats. Again, Seals Grove fell to one and one after that loss a week ago. Well, we put that one to bed as we get ready for tonight's game between the Seals and the Shemokin Indians. But first, let's check in with other games, a part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation family, as we hear from the broadcast team. First, we hear from the voice of the Shikolami Braves, Kevin Hur, covering the Braves on 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Tonight, the Shikolami Braves look to right the ship as they travel to Milton for the first of two scheduled meetings between the Braves and the Black Panthers. Now, both of these teams have had their struggles here in 2020 and no doubt think tonight will be the night for win number one. Well, the Braves have run into a buzzsaw the first two weeks with a much-improved Central Mountain team and a reloaded Jersey Shore squad. Milton, they've also struggled, Sealands Grove and Shemokin the first couple of weeks. Now, both these teams are giving up about seven yards of play on defense, but only gaining three yards of play on offense. Milton has seen a little bit of success in the running game. Shikolami struggled to run the ball early both of the first two weeks. Now, the Braves have managed 219 yards on the ground, led by Colton Simcoe with 78 of them on 23 carries. Ashton Canelo leads the Milton ground attack with 109 yards on 16 carries and one touchdown for the junior. He has all but about 57 of Milton's total rushing yards. Now, the biggest difference between these two teams is the turnover ratio. Shikolami minus four, Milton at a surprising plus two for an 0-2 team that's only scored 12 points this year. Milton has been able to move the ball in the air on the arm of Ethan Rao, averaging 12 yards of completion. Xavier Minium, Rao's favorite target, averages 24 yards a catch. The key tonight, though, is how well the Shikolami Braves in Week 3 can play that 3-5 defense. They need to keep Canelo under control, but not get burned by Minium down the field. That could be a tough task. Moving the chains on the offensive side of the ball for Shikolami is a huge key. They haven't been able to do that very well in the first two games, leaving the defense on the field way too long. Shikolami and Milton, game one, coming up tonight at 6.30 from Alumni Field in Milton on News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, and on the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Kickoff is at 7. I'm Kevin Hur for Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors on Eagle 107. Kevin, bring in our preview of the Shikolemi Braves. Seals Grove will play the Shikolemi Braves down the road. 
but they got a matchup against the Milton Black Panthers. We saw them in week one. Be an interesting matchup between both teams trying to get their first win of the year. Now it's time to check in with Greg Wetzel as he previews the Lewisburg Green Dragons. That game can be heard on 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. The Lewisburg Green Dragons play the Danville Ironman tonight in a Heartland Conference Division II game. The game will be played on the campus of Danville High School. Lewisburg comes into the game tonight with a record of 0-2, and Danville is 2-0. Offensively, Danville is averaging 52 points a game, and defensively are only giving up about 10 points a game. Last week, Lewisburg was defeated by Mifflinburg by a score of 17-14 in a game in which Lewisburg turned the ball over to Mifflinburg three times. Record-setting running back Max Moyers led the Lewisburg offense with 85 rushing yards. Sophomore Cam Michaels rushed for two touchdowns. The Green Dragons struggled offensively for the second straight game. Against Mifflinburg, the Green Dragons only had 161 yards of offense. This week, it doesn't get any easier as they are playing a Danville team that is the best balanced offense that they have seen this year. The Ironmen are led by senior quarterback K.J. Riley, who has thrown for over 5,000 yards in his career, and last year he rushed for over 400 yards. He is clearly the leader of this Danville team. Sophomore running back Ty Stauffer had 147 yards rushing last week against Midwest and scored two touchdowns. Defensively, the Ironmen play an odd front defense that will be similar to the defenses they saw the first two games of the year. Lewisburg needs to focus on getting better tonight holding on to the football, and getting some offensive consistency. Game time is 7 o'clock with a pregame at 6.30 and 100.9 The Valley and WVLY.com. I'm Greg Wetzel for game day on Eagle 107. Thank you, Greg. Preview of the Lewisburg Green Dragons also looking to get back in the win column as well are the Green Dragons. Again, that can be heard on 100.9 The Valley, part of the Sunbury Broadcasting corporation family some offensive tidbits heels grab 131 yards was the lowest offensive output since last year's 74 yard output versus berwick in week five Corey bastion threw for 93 yards uh, and rushing for the team high 28 yards bastion also connected with five players including four different wide receivers his long came on a 26 yard completion and nate Ahmed in the third quarter. Seals Grove will look to get the offense going here tonight to re, uh, rely on that defense who's played well in the first two weeks against Milton, holding them to six, and Central Mountain just to one score at seven points a week ago. we got a lot more to cover. Come back. We'll give you the Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week and also check in with some more game notes brought to us by our, our stat man, Zach Showers. All that and more as we continue with Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com. This is Bill Booker, and as a Seals Grove parent and fan, I know all of us can't attend the games as much as we used to, but I'm thrilled we can still listen to our Seals together. The game of life has thrown us some trick plays this year, and if financial matters are stressing you out, I'm here to help with all of your income tax needs. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business, I do the best for my clients. Please schedule a time to talk with me by calling 570-374-7343. That's Bill Booker CPA, 530 South Market Street in Seals Grove, right next to the American Legion. I look forward to seeing Seeing you all soon in person. And as always, go Seals. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs. Everywhere. 
Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. It's game time, and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems. Moisture, seepage, mold, those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit ITGBasementSystems.com to schedule your free estimate today. ITG Basement Systems. I'm the guy to make it dry. In difficult times, our thoughts center on protecting and providing for our families. A well-thought-out estate plan is essential to that goal. The Shock Law Office in Sealance Grove will help tailor a plan and documents to help you meet your individual needs and goals. If you care for a loved one who is elderly or has special needs, the Shock Law Office can prepare a plan that helps protect their assets and their access to public benefit programs. Call the Shock Law Office at 570-492-7133 to schedule an in-person or remote appointment to discuss your plan. Or find them on the web at shochlaw.com. Saving money on your next vehicle is as easy as SMC. Sunbury Motor Company. Since 1915, SMC provides total commitment to complete customer satisfaction. Sunbury Motors sells and services new Fords, Lincolns, and Hyundais in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And new Kias on the Golden Strip in Hummel's Wharf. No one beats Sunbury Motor Company's lowest price promise. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. SMC, a tradition of trust since 1915. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot, and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. As both teams going through their pre-game warm-ups on a beautiful night, Schmoke comes in with their purple helmets, all white uniforms, purple numbers, Seals Grove, and they're all blue with their white helmets. Again, both teams getting ready to try to get back in the wing column here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Tonight's Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the drive to Route 45. We'll be keeping an eye on the battle of the undefeated, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs 2-0, hosting the 2-0 Central Mountain Wildcats. Could be an interesting matchup between those two teams as Central Mountain look to go to 3-0 against their rival, the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. All Jersey Shore on film against the Shemokin Indians, and they are up to mid-season form. Was impressed with what we saw from the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Looking at some game notes leading up to this one between these two teams. As the Seals Grove Seals, after tonight, they'll have the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at home here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium before traveling to Shikalimi. And then they'll have to take on Central Mountain to host them at home after having to go on the road to play Central Mountain. And then Seals Grove will have 
another matchup with the Indians of Shimokin will be at Shimokin for that one. And then they'll finish out the regular season with a home game against the Mifflinburg Wildcats. For the Shimokin Indians after tonight, they'll host the Shikolimi Braves before playing Central Mountain. Then they'll be at Milton, and then they'll host the Sealands Grove Seals before finishing out the regular season at Mount Carmel. Both teams averaging 22 points per game to start the season. And the total offense for the Shemokin Indians, they're averaging 261.5 yards of total offense, 101 through the air, 160 on the ground. And they're scoring throughout the season so far, 13 points in the first quarter, 17 in the second, followed up by 7 in the third and 7 in the fourth. For the Seals Grove Seals, they are averaging 199 yards total offense, 85 through the air, 114 on the ground. They have five touchdowns total, all rushing touchdowns coming in week one against the Milton Black Panthers. Seals Grove scoring pretty balanced for the first three quarters, 14 points in the first and second, 17 in the third. They've been shut out in the fourth have the Sealands Grove Seals. Looking at them from a defensive standpoint, giving up just 6.5 points per game, 162 yards of total offense, 76 through the air, 85 on the ground. Pretty even. Shemokin also in the passing game giving up 133 yards through the air, 160 on the ground. They've given up seven touchdowns, and they have allowed teams to score 16 points in the first quarter, 12 in the second, 13 in the third, and six in the fourth. They have not... They've only forced one fumble in the first two games and only forced one interception. On the flip side, Schmokin has given the ball up four times on fumbles. They've fumbled nine times, giving it up four times. So very vulnerable to put the ball on the ground. Seals Grove needs to take advantage of that to be able to get that good field position and see if they can stick it in the end zone. Now taking a look at Sealands Grove over the last five games against the Shemokin Indians. Go all the way back to 2015. They won that one 52-7. They beat them in 2016 38-20. 2017, they shut them out 20-0. They lost in 2018 44-8 here home at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium before shutting them out a year ago. 27 to nothing over the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin in their last five games, they beat Milton a week ago, 37 to 6. They lost to Jersey Shore, 41-17 to open up the season. You go back to 2019, the last three games of the regular season for Shemokin, they lost to Montoursville, 42 to nothing. Lost to Mount Carmel, 28 to 22, and also lost to Shikolimi in a tight one, 21 to 20. We're going to continue a Seals game day. We're going to hear from Headman. Coach Derek Hicks, as Dave was able to make his way down and talk about the week's preparation, getting ready for the Smoking Indians as he's trying to get his team back in the wing column. Let's take a break. Come back. We'll hear from Derek Hicks. It's all part of Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's coming soon. Hand-rolled ice cream at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Nori Danville Highway. What's hand-rolled ice cream? Route 11 Coffee and Cream staff rolls out ice cream as you watch, and then you pick the toppings. Candied walnuts and caramel sauce? Sure. Oreos and peanut butter cups? Heck yeah. Cherries and raspberries? Okay. Candy corn? No, don't do that. Invent your own ice cream and watch it prepared right in front of you. Fine. Like Route 11 Coffee and Cream on Facebook to learn about the grand opening. 
You'll see the world of difference at Central Vision Eye Care in the Susquehanna Valley. Conserving and improving your vision with the latest ophthalmic technology is the commitment of Dr. Daniel Facero and Dr. Tara Unsicker Facero. Central Vision Eye Care is scheduling appointments for their locations in Lewisburg, Milton, and Montoursville. Central Vision Eye Care for vision exams, medical exams, cataract surgery. Central Vision Eye Care, where patients are their focus. See us at centralvisioneyecare.com or call 570-768-4970. That's 570-768-4970. 4970. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live in whatever your sport. Shamokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center Designed with you in mind Did you ever notice, football sure does whip up your appetite. Make sure you stop at Tom's Eatery at Fox Crossing on Route 35 in Mount Pleasant Mills before the game, and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game. Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook. We all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply I care, trust Gracie's Flowers in Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full-service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or snacks for a personal touch. Local delivery is available, and Gracie's Teleflora Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. Call 5 570-374-4923 for Gracie's Flowers. 901 North Market Street in Seawance Grove. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Track Honey Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Track Honey Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Track Honey Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees apply. This is Sealands Grove Seals football on Eagle 107. It's time for the Derek Hicks pregame show. Now back to the stadium with Pat O'Brien and Coach Hicks. Hello, this is Dave Hess and welcome to the Derek Hicks pregame show. Coach, uh, Tough game last week. I think it could have gone either way. Uh, many times in that game, it could have gone either way. Uh, what was your approach this week? Uh, you know, we just got to get better. I talked to the kids. Um, you know, defensively, we we found a way to give up that one drive again. Uh, same thing we did at Milton. And uh, so, talk to the defense about finding a way to uh, you know to, to bend a little bit, but don't break, don't give up that score. And uh, offensively, with the uh, the Teague interception and the block punt, uh, twice inside the five yard line with a first down and. Uh, to come away with only three points is something we need to get better at as well. I got you, Coach. Hey, 
Hey, Coach, and where is the team mentally this week? Uh, they had a, a much, much better week of practice. Uh, Tuesday was really crisp. Wednesday was good. So uh, two good, hard days of preparation. Uh, you know, defense was making the offense work. It was it was full go. And uh, so I, I'm excited about the preparation we had this week. That's excellent. That's just exactly what you need. A lot of times that's a, a loss you hate. You don't ever want to take a loss, but it's a motivator to get better. Do you think the team's going to be better this week? Yeah, yeah. I, I look for the O-line to improve. Uh, you know, we, we changed up some things, got some more quick hitting stuff in there to help them out. Uh, you know, some more misdirection stuff, get some angles in there for the little guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, they, they picked it up real well this week, and they did a great job. Excellent. Good, Coach. And now, um, offensively tonight, you're going to be facing what looks like a 4-4, but they have the outside backers walked up into like a 6-2 look. Yeah. What yep. do you, now, and, and at times, Derek, it looks like everybody's no more than four yards off the line of scrimmage. Yep. What are you thinking about that uh, defense, Coach? Uh, yeah, we call it a 6-2 all week, yeah. and uh, the, those ends are going to come up hard. Uh, you know, the, the the tough part about that, like you said, they, they've got an eight-man, sometimes 10, 11-man box, uh, which makes it tough to run the football, but the beauty of that is if you can get just a little seam and break one, uh, the, the second level's at the line of scrimmage, which makes it uh, makes that home run ball a little bit more likely. There you go. There you go. Good thinking. Or you could, you could just throw a seven-yard uh, pass and yeah. you're behind everything. Yep. Yep, and certainly uh, with Coy, that, that's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Coach, is it true that they have a 1,700-pound guard? Uh, it might be. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a big dude, but I'd go with 170. 170. You think, you think that was a typo <laughs> in the newspaper I, today? My God, I hope it's a typo. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a guard. I think it was, it was actually a, a defensive player, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> somebody I, else mentioned that, that, yeah, they have a 1,700-pound player on the roster. Yeah, they, they have him there. I can't find him right now, so, but he's a big boy. Oh, yeah, here he is. Uh, it's actually a... Their fullback. Their fullback is 5'11, uh, Coach, also, they have listed on here a 5'4, 145 pound offensive lineman. Yep. Is that true? Uh, they have a couple smaller guys. I don't know if it's quite that small. That, okay. m- that might be a stretch, I think. You think that's a typo? I, I think that's a stretch. I, I was seeing uh, between 180 and like 195 for most of the guys. And Coach, I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. They're like 180, 190, 195. Those are the type of guys. They don't scare you, but they can hurt you. Yep. Am I right? Oh, yeah. It's typical. Uh, I mean, Schmoke and we talked talk to Coach Voss this week about uh, how they always had that wrestler, 140-pound wrestler at nose guard, and the guy would just make your life miserable and uh their lines kind of that way they're not huge but they're going to dog you through the whistle yeah they, yeah that's that's for sure and coach um did, uh, when we're on defense what, what are you thinking i'm seeing what looks like some sort of a a, a wing t type of thing a little was some they break away from it a little bit though what are your thoughts um, on offense yeah i mean it's mostly wing t stuff you know you you've got the typical wing t sweep the uh the inside handoff inside reverse coming back counter uh counter fullback dive, yep. uh, but then like you said they will go into the gun and go three and four wide yeah. and uh, throw the ball, so that that's the beauty of a, a veteran like Teague Hoover, is we can send a call in for wing T and uh, you know if he, he sees spread, he'll, he'll check us right into what we need to be for that situation. Okay. Uh, Coach, another thing in the paper today, Vance Mesker was not mentioned as a starter. Where's, what's Vance's status? Uh, Vance is playing, so uh, you know, talk to, talk to Todd Hummel this week and I guess we got wires crossed there but uh, he asked me, same start from Central Mountain, I said yes, sir, and uh, uh, maybe maybe Vance wasn't listed last week, and I missed that. But uh, yeah, Vance is good to go. He'll start both sides of the football. Thank goodness, because I almost had a heart attack when I read that this morning, Coach. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. Okay. All right, Coach. Any anything else that you see that from from Shemokin that could be different or something we have to watch for? 
Um, you know, no, it's just, it's, it's your typical wing tee. You know, you've got to defend the misdirection play. You've got to defend the waggle. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they do a nice job with, uh, with misdirection and the crazy thing. Some of their pass completions, actually a lot of them are one-man patterns. They'll protect with 10 and send one guy out. So, uh, yeah, I did notice that. You yeah. know, getting pressure's tough, but we've got to be able to cover in that situation. Yeah, you're doggone right. You do, I think. Um, also, defensively, Coach, do you think that, um, that they have the speed to stay with our backs? Um, you know, I think the backers in secondary certainly move well. Uh, but you get T. Groover in space, and he, he's got a different gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if we can seal the – just give him a little bit of a downhill slope on the corner. Uh, you know, I don't see the down men getting there, but we, we've got to give him that slope to get him going downhill. Okay, Coach, as usual, I'm seeing a distinct advantage in our special teams. Any any comments on that? Uh, no, we worked them again this week. Um, you know, we were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three days worth of special teams work. And, uh, you know, I watching the Shore game, Shore exploited a couple things against them. And, uh, you know, we've got to get pressure on the punts, and we've got to continue to give our offense good field position with the kick return game. Now, if you can talk Amon into not blocking the punts tonight. Is that Amit has been blocking all? Uh, Heil. Heil, I'm yeah, sorry. Brandon I knew it was a coach's son. Yep. Well, if you can talk, talk Brandon Heil into not blocking all the punts, you think we can get a good return? I think we can certainly get a good return, but I'm okay with blocking them. We'll just yeah, let them keep uh, doing that. I'll take that too, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a prediction right now. I see a distinct disadvantage for them when their punt team is on the field and our punt return team is on the field. I think we're going to bring one back. I hope you're right. Uh, you know, Brett with Brett Four back there, and uh, whether it's Teague or uh, Nate Amit, there, there's certainly some speed back there to bring the ball back. All right, Coach. Hey, thanks a million. We'll talk to you later on. Good luck right. tonight, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Appreciate Dave getting down on the field and catching up with Coach Derek Hicks as he's given us an idea of his preparation for the Schmokin Indians. Obviously, Seals Grove looking to get back in the wing colony, get to 2-1, and one, trying to keep the Shmogan Indians from getting to 2-1. and one. It's going to be a big matchup here. This one's kind of a toss-up between these two teams. They both handled Milton pretty easily, but Jersey Shore, who we know is very good, handled the Shmogan Indians in Week 1, and the Seals Grove Seals were not able to beat the Central Mountain Wildcats a week ago. So a lot more to talk about, a lot more to cover as we get ready for the Shemokin Indians coming to Seals Grove to take on the Seals Grove Seals as we continue with Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbear Motor Company here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. There she is again, always messing with your eyebrows. She's you. Busting in the mirror. Time for microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work. Done by licensed technicians. Mention this ad and save $100 off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa, Market Street, Middleburg. And on Facebook at Blessed Beauty, 570-837-1188. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a a home-cooked meal, or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glix installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glix heat and glow products. 
I'm Art Thomas, president of Diversified Construction. Bathroom modifications, outside ramps and vertical platform lifts, stair glides and door widenings are some of the construction services we provide. Our certified aging in place specialist can meet with your family to discuss projects that keep people living where they want to be. Don't wait for a crisis situation. Diversified Construction can help keep you safe at home. Visit our website, check out our Facebook page, and call us today for a free site visit and consultation. Diversified Construction, proud to be the consumer's choice. Lowe's has a brand new flooring showroom filled with all types of floors. Scratch-resistant floors for toddlers and their toys. Easy-to-clean carpets for canines. Stain-resistant floors for scrumptious suppers. Even floors for yogis finding out how flexible they are. There's floors for all, and they're all at Lowe's. Choose your style and have it installed for the holidays. Install available in-store only. Holiday install applies to basic install and subject to measurement and purchase date restrictions. Installer and product availability. See Lowe's.com for details and licensing. Contiguous U.S. only. Blaze Alexander Ford Route 45 in Lewisburg is the lowest price guaranteed, period. Whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle, you're always going to find the lowest price at Blaze Alexander Ford. Check out all our inventory at BlazeAlexanderFord.com. And we have one of the largest selections in the state of Pennsylvania on new Fords and pre-owned vehicles. Don't make a $1,000 mistake. Make the drive to Route 45 in Lewisburg, where you're always going to get the most for your trade and the lowest price guaranteed. Blaze Alexander Ford, Route 45 in Lewisburg, taking the deals the other guys won't. Eagle 107. Welcome back to Teal's Game Day here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Seals Game Day brought to you by Sunbury Motors. As we get ready for the Indians and the Seals Grove Seals again, both teams looking to get to 2-1 and one on the season. Rain down a little bit about the Schmokin Indians under head coach Henry Hanoski's in his third year. Overall record of 10-15. and 15. We're looking at his offense, some 22 points per game. Total offense, 261.5, majority of that coming against the Milton Black Panthers from a week ago. We said about their passing, 203 total passing yards on the season, so that comes up to 101.5 on the season for the Schmokin Indians. In the rush department, averaging 160 yards on the season, five touchdowns, three through the air, two through the run, and they do have two interceptions and four fumbles. Nine total fumbles by the Schmogan Indians on the season. They've lost four in just two games. Boy, that's something that you hope the Seals Grove defense can uh, be opportunistic and get on those. And I didn't really catch enough on the film to know what was happening from a fumble standpoint, whether it was some exchange from the center to the quarterback. But, boy, that's a lot of fumbles to have to deal with and to be concerned about as you're trying to put the ball down the field uh, and then trying to get points on the board. Nine fumbles, that's a lot. I think that has something to do with who they played, too. I, I, Jersey Shore is like mm-hmm. a hard-hitting football team. That was a very physical football game, especially on the Shemokin side, because they were getting tagged by those guys. Um, you know, a lot of that I'm going to attribute to also a lack of preparation. You know, usually by this point in the season, teams are much further along. And uh, it's just a lot of rookie stuff, you know, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, it's a, and it, the thing is, and a lot of times you talk about, well, you, you you fumbled nine times. Well, we only lost four of them, but when you well, fumble, you're waste of play, you know, and it takes away opportunities. And unfortunately, a lot of times they come up in big moments where it's, you know, it might be third down and three, let's get a first down. You fumble it, rolls back. Not only do you lose the down, you lose yardage. And it's just, again, we talk about just losing that momentum, you know, losing the flow of the game. And I'm sure Henry Hanoski, you just he's not a guy that fumbled very much if he ever fumbled at all in his years. But he cannot continue to see that. And that 
that's giving the other team just too many opportunities. Absolutely. You know, if you you think about it, they gave the ball away four times, mm-hmm. and five times they, they gave the play away. You know, that, that's really unacceptable. And you throw in two interceptions as well. So just six turnovers in two games. Not yeah. a lot of win a lot of games and that then, way. And then you throw them on the field against the Shield Grove defense, who is just these guys are, are they fly to the football. They, there's there's always bodies all around that running back, all around the ball every play. So I think we have a good good opportunity to, to you know to take advantage of turnovers turnover tonight. And Schmokin on the offensive side, who they'll be looking for is sophomore quarterback Brett Nye. 13 for 27, 166 yards, three touchdowns, and has thrown two interceptions. In the backfield, you'll see Ian Paul, 14 carries, 61 yards, and Max Madden, 19 carries, 157 yards, and one touchdown. He's a guy is not going to get you with this quickness go around you. Boy, I saw some of those tackles or attempted tackles on a Max Madden. He's going to run you over. He's a tough kid. Yeah, he, he's a very impressive Kind of, a, kind of a power inside runner, but he's, he has decent speed. But I, I like him. Uh, he's a tough kid. I, I, I don't think he's going to make a lot of mistakes either. He seems like a heady kid. Getting ready for the Seals Grove Seals and the Shemokin Indians. Both teams trying to prove the two and one on the early part of this season. Seals Grove and some Dave I threw out to you during the week. How critical is this game at home, knowing what looms next week against a very good Jersey Shore team? Well, first of all, you, you can only worry about tonight. But on the other hand, yeah, we better we better get it. We want to get a W on the board tonight. We want to get a win. We want to come out of this game feeling real confident and knowing that we can we can step up and we get better and we can get on the field against Jersey Shore and do something really well. We go back to the part about the turnovers for the Shemogan Indians. Also, 15 penalties in the first two games for 105 yards. So now you talk about fumbles. You know, whether you're recovering or not, you're losing play, losing yardage, losing momentum. But nothing kills the momentum. Nothing kills the, the smoothness of the game than that penalties. And you have 15 penalties in a game. Again, Henry Onowski can't be happy with that. And that's got to be the focus as he gets ready to take on Seals Grove tonight. Those, those penalties are killer. They're spirit killer. They're drive killer. And and we've certainly seen a lot of that. And, and we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Instead of getting three yards, even if it's only three, you're losing 10 or 15. That's tough, man. Real tough. you got to so, clean that stuff up. So a lot to clean up for the Shemokin Indians. Again, but they did get the win a week ago. They beat Milton 37-6. Defensively for the Shemokin Indians, they do have a pick six to their credit. Cedar was able to intercept against Milton and take it in for a score. They've only forced one fumble that they've recovered all season. They forced two, recovered one. They gave up 26 first downs to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. And also 237 yards rushing on 41 carries. That's almost six yards a rush by the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, more credit to Jersey Shore, or is it something Seals Grove can take advantage of here tonight against this Shemokin defense? Well, obviously they have a weakness. Anytime, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you give up 21 or 26 first downs and 230 yard, 237 yards on the ground, you're having a tough night. You've got to get better. So, yeah, I think Seals Grove's in a place where we can just step right in there Obviously, these guys, after that game, were, were, they were checking their confidence a little bit. But on the other hand, they did get back on the on the win uh, on the board. And they they chalked up a win last week against Milton. Now we flip it to the Seals Grove Seals side of things. We talked about it offensively, averaging 22 points per game, averaging 199 total yards, 85 through the air, 114 on the ground. They have five rushing touchdowns. That's all the scoring outside of a field goal by Pardo. They've given up one interception and just one fumble for the Seals Grove Seals from the offensive standpoint. 
Like a lot of those numbers coming up in the Milton game last week, stymied by a good Central Mountain defense. But as Coach Hicks talked about and you talked about, it wasn't all the offensive line. A lot of times when things aren't rolling, you say it's the offensive line, but it wasn't all falling on that offensive line. It's always so easy to point your finger at those big guys, but, you know, receivers block too, running backs block, everybody blocks. Once, sooner or later, the quarterback eventually blocks. But on the other hand, um, you know, we've, we've got to get better. You know, and, and I think that we're going to. One of the things I like that Coach Hicks said is that they, they tweaked some things offensively. They simplified some things, so I think that that will help. One thing I know I've heard you say multiple times in last week, and this, one of the hardest things defensively is to defend a quarterback that can run. That's yes. athletic. Coy Bastian has that in his back pocket. He's not, And he's a tough kid. He's a wrestler going to Bucknell. He's a kid that can take a hit, get knocked down. Using him more in the rushing game, I would think, and I would hope maybe it's part of that tweak here tonight. I hope so, too, because Coy Bastion is one tough kid, man. He's strong, so I would love to see him run the ball more. And it's design runs, not only in the scrambling around, but design runs, using that quickness, 15 carries so far for 60 yards. Looking at the rushing department for Seals Grove, Ryan Allman, 11 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Teague Hoover, 14 carries, 44 yards and two touchdowns. In the passing department, Coy Bastion, 15 for 34, 170 yards. Doesn't have a touchdown yet on the season and has thrown one pick. His main target's been Brett Four, seven catches, 61 yards. And also, Nate Allman has two catches for 30 yards. And Heil, two catches for 18 yards. That's from an offensive standpoint for the Seals Grove Seals. On the defensive side, can't talk enough about what they've been able to do. Having given up more than one score in both week one and week two, and it's led by their middle linebacker, Ryan Allman, averaging 11 tackles on the season. has two tackles for loss and a sack. He's a guy that has, again, developed throughout the program in his four years here, and he is a major force of what happens defensively. He is a tough kid, and he's one of those kids He's obviously smart because he, he doesn't have to think about anything. He's just playing full speed all the time out there. I love that kid. I'd find every way I could to get him involved in the action. And he is the main guy in the middle. Now, Corey Runberger, he's averaging eight tackles per game. He's moving in. It was Corey Bastion playing that linebacker, but it's nice when you get that depth in there. You get a kid in there, and Runberger, Corey, has been able to do that. Eight tackles, two tackles for loss. And also, he's shown uh, nice speed as well. So we'll talk more about Seals Grove. Get ready for the National Anthem. We'll take a break here. Get ready for the Seals Grove Seals, the Smoking Indians here on Eagle 107 at eagle107.com. Sealands Grove Ford is kicking off this football season with some hard-hitting deals on new Fords. Save up to $7,200 off a 2020 Edge and 0% for 60 months. Save up to $10,000 on Ford F-150 XLTs. Save up to $7,500 on a 2020 Ford EcoSport all-wheel drive. Buy it now for $29.65 plus tax and tax. It's going on now at the bridge in Sealands Grove. Sealands Grove Ford is the home of Mr. Sharpie and the Sharp Pencil Deal. Tax and tags extra, all rebates to dealer. Edge Savings based on stock number 201019T. EcoSport based on stock number 20011T. F-150 based on stock number 20048T. If the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row, then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice-cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available too.
too for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. Marzoni's Brick Oven and Brewing Company on the Strip in Seals Grove offers outdoor or indoor dining with great atmosphere. Serving authentic brick oven pizza, pub grub, and crafted entrees that you can wash down with an ice cold Pepsi. In addition to good food and a great selection of micro-brewed beer, Marzoni's has gift cards for those special people on your list so you can give the gift of yum. With something for everyone, whether you're a family, couple, or a group, ask about Marzoni's Banquet Room. Marzoni's, located on the Strip in Seals Grove or online at marzoni's.com. Good food, good beer. Good times. At the Shock Law Office, attorney Richard Shock brings over 20 years of experience providing legal services and solutions to individuals, government entities, and businesses both large and small. Serving the greater Susquehanna Valley and now conveniently located just off the strip at 8 Commerce Avenue in Sealance Grove, the Shock Law Office can help you find the legal solutions you need for your life or business. So whether your legal needs involve estate planning, starting or growing a business, developing real estate, or navigating any of the many laws and regulations that affect you or your business, contact the Shock Law Office at 570-492-7133 or on the web at SHOCA law.com in store at home or anywhere in between now you decide how to buy your next car truck van or suv conduct the entire process online from the comfort of your home and let us deliver your new vehicle to you or begin the experience online and finish it in our store for a quick and easy car buying experience with never before seen incentive now is the time to buy all backed by our lowest price guarantee so start your online digital buying experience today at blazealexander.com taking deals the other guys won't. Eagle 107 is WEGH, Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Welcome back to Seals game day, driven by Sunbury Motor Company here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. We've had the National Anthem, Dave, so that means it's time to send it to you about what's going to seal the deal for victory for the Sealands Grove Seals. Well, let's play great special teams, number one. Let's get that punt return. All right, and uh, also offensively, we, we've got to start moving the ball, crossing the lines. We've got to move the chains. And we've got to score points. It's going to be confidence factor tonight. And let's just play, keep playing Seals defense, and we're going to be okay. It's going to be a beautiful night here tonight at Sealands Grove for high school football. Temperature 72 degrees, and it should drop into the 60s before the end of this. So a beautiful night for high school football. Don't know if there's better things to do than... As we hear a lot of our listeners, they sit around a fire, Dave. They turn on the radio, and uh, all night tonight, that's a perfect setup. Go ahead and get that fire going and enjoy it as you listen to high school football here as we bring you the Seals Grove Seals here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. This has been Seals Game Day, driven by Sunbury Motors with Ford, Hyundai, and Lincolns in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia's routes 11 to 15 on the Strip. In Hummel's War, waiting for both teams to take the field here. Next week, Sealers Grove will be home again, taking on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. The Jersey Shore Bulldogs are 2-0 on the season as the Sealers Grove Seals have taken the field. Again, in all blue uniforms, white helmets, the script seals across the white helmet. Dave, a lot of times you, you would know by Wednesday whether your team felt, if you felt your team was prepared for a big matchup here tonight. Talking to Coach Derek Hicks, as you did earlier, it sounded like he thought his team is ready and raring to go. Yeah, Derek felt that the practices were terrific. He, he's, um, he really feels that the, the guys are mentally in it and they're ready to go tonight. That's important, especially coming off a tough loss last week. To get their heads in the right place for a win, that, that's a great, uh, that's something you got to do. And just using, you said about sometimes a loss, you better hope a loss 
just draws you into more focus, get yourself, you know, kind of in those uh, finer points of what you want to win to win a football game. And, again, Derek's done this for a long time. He coached under you, coached under Scott. Well, you know he knows how to get his guys ready. And defensively, they're going to keep you in a ball game. It's a matter of putting together some points on the offensive side, and I feel very good about Seals Grove coming away with a win. That's exactly right. And, you know, we have the tools to do it. We have the guys. I mean, how can you get a tougher backfield than Coy Bastion and Almond and, and, and Hoover? I mean, my goodness, that, that is toughness through and through with those three guys back there. You talk about those guys in the backfield, the linemen going across the front, Young at center, Fogarty and Miller, the guards, or you might see Catherman as well, the guard position, Metzger and Seiko, the tackles, the receiving core with the tight end, Rothamall, Kissinger, the split end. Also, you'll see Nate Almond. Heil and Brett Four in the passing department for the Sealands Grove Seals. On the defensive side, guys up front in this 3-5 defense for the Sealands Grove Seals, you'll see Fogarty in the middle along with Metzger and Miller. And the linebackers, we talked about Ryan Almond, the captain. He is the middle linebacker. Offset to his right will be Rumberger and Rothamall on the left. The outside linebackers, Heil and Kissinger. The safety is Hoover with the corners, Four and Nate Almond. Every year we seem to talk about the linebackers, and this year's no different. Boy, what a nice mixture you have. We talk about Ryan Almond, but then you throw in Ohio and Kissinger. They have that size on the edge and the quickness to make plays. We've liked what we've seen from them so far. I would love to see them be able to get a big defensive play and possibly put ports on the board from the defensive side. I like the way our linebackers can run, Pat. Those guys can fly and and. There's a toughness there you don't see in a, on a whole lot of teams. Scott Kissinger is a lanky kid. He's fast. Every every he's all blood, bone, and muscle. I mean, he doesn't have a bit of fat on him. He's an athlete. Rothamol to me, I, he's been a tremendous surprise this year. I didn't. I don't. Uh, I wasn't expecting such good things from him. But both sides of the ball, he's doing a great job. And uh, of course, Ryan Ahmed is is great. And Rumberger has really done a nice job the last couple weeks. And you said earlier, it's nice to be able to get the quarterback a break on defense. That's the best thing you could ever do, is to have a guy step in there for Coy Bastion on the defensive side. Under the circumstance, one captain from each team meet at midfield. It's Ryan Amit. And for the Shemokin Indians, it's Micaiah Miller. And they are out there with the officials at midfield getting ready to get this one underway. Shemokin will get the opening kickoff. Seals Grove will keep it in mind as we go through. We'll get the second half kickoff, which becomes big in certain circumstances. You can build momentum and then get the second half kickoff. So Seals Grove will kick it off first to the Shemokin Indians. Again, both teams coming in at one and one. After tonight, the Shemokin Indians will be uh, hosting the Shikolimbi Braves. Then they have Central Mountain at home before traveling to Milton. Then they'll play the Seals Grove Seals again as they'll host the Seals, and they'll finish out the season at Mount Carmel. The opponents so far for the Shemokin Indians have a record of 5-5. Five and five. Seals Grove after tonight hosting Jersey Shore before traveling to Shikolimbi and then hosting Central Mountain. Then they'll take on Shemokin and finish out the regular season against the Mifflinburg Wildcats. Their opponents so far, 6-6, six and six, other Sealands Grove Seals. Derek Hicks, head man, 6-year, 45-22, and 22, looking to get a win here tonight over the Shemokin Indians. He's had a lot of success against the Shemokin Indians, as Sealands Grove in history have. 2018, they did come up short in a 44-8 loss here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. So, Looking to avenge that home loss against the Shemokin Indians. Kyle Rule will kick it away for the Sealands Grove Seals. Sealands Grove special team coverage has been good. We talked about Brandon Heil. He's all the way on the far left 
of the special teams kickoff coverage team. See if he gets down and can make a play here. This game is underway here on Eagle 107 at Eagle107.com. The ball sails down to the one-yard line, goes out of bounds. That'll be a flag on the play as we get things underway. So Schmokin will start off with good field position. Schmokin on the offensive side, sophomore quarterback nine, number 15. In the backfield, you'll see Paul Frosch and Max Madden. We talked about Madden having a big game a week ago against the Milton Black Panthers. Up front, Rod Armel in to his left will be Zyler and also Macaluso. Kitchen and Kodak are the tackles. Miller, Delball, and also uh, Zolkowski are the receivers for the Shemokin Indians as they'll have their first offensive play from their own 35-yard line following the kickoff that went out of bounds by Kyle Rule. 22 points per game the Shemokin Indians are averaging. Again, they won a week ago over the Milton Black Panthers. This is going to go to Paul. Hit the backfield. That was Rumberger, the first man in there, and then a host of blue shirts to finally finish him off. Teague Hoover and Heil helped out, but Rumberger comes through. We talked about him. Eight tackles per game, and he gets his first one of the night. I'll tell you who else was there. Uh, Steve Miller was, was through the, his gap in a hurry up into the backfield, disrupting things. The whole defense looked great that first play. We had good penetration up front. As they went to Paul, number 23, got nothing there. Loss of yard, actually. It'll be a second down and 10 for the Smoking Indians. First pass by Nye. Deep down the left sideline. He's going out there for Dell Ball, but it was Nate Almond on the coverage. Overthrows him, hits the turf, and it's going to be a third down and 11 for the Smoking Indians. Had a real quick pass. The, the, the wide receiver just won a fly route. He just ran for the end zone. Nate Almond had great coverage on him the whole time. Good job, so by Nate third, Yep, third down and 11 for the Schmokin Indians. Just underway if you're just joining us. No score. First possession for the Schmokin Indians. Hillsgrove was kicked it off, went out of bounds. They got it at the 35-yard line, have lost a yard, and now Nye drops back looking for the slant. In and out of it, tenant receiver's hands. Hart defended well again by Nate Almit. Teague Hoover, the safety. And just that quickly, it's a putting situation for the Schmokin Indians. Yep, and that was a great job on that play again by Steve Miller. He got great penetration, hit the quarterback just as he was throwing the ball. Quarterback had it, the, the slant was wide open. The Shemokin ran there, but um, the quarterback was so rushed that he couldn't deliver a good ball to that receiver. It wasn't catchable. Let's see if we can get a return. And Seelsgrove's been able to block punts on the season. Brandon Hiles been able to get in there. But if they get a return here, looking for that big wall. The kick is away. It's a high kick. Brett Ford will come up. Fair catch. And at the 37-yard line, Seals grow great field position to get this possession underway. Last week, their starting average field position was their own 46-yard line. Unable to take advantage of that, but that's something that they need to do. They want to get in a win column, get to 2-1 and one on the season. Offensively for the Seals Grove Seals, senior quarterback Coy Bastion, captain in the backfield. Hoover and Ahmed up front. Young, Fogarty, Miller. Also, you'll see Catherman, Metzger, and Seiko are the tackles. Receiving core, Kissinger. Tight end is Rothamal. Also, you'll see Heil, Four, and Nate Ahmed in the passing department as Kissinger splits far to the right. In the slot, unguarded right now is Brett Four. He's wide open. No one's checking Brett Four in the slot. Hurry, get it to him. Throw him the ball. Nothing. He's wide open. And they're going to hand off. And he goes off to the left. Wasn't he wide open? Was he was I- wide open. We ran a twins. We ran a, tw- a twins right there, and the inside receiver, the slot receiver, was completely uncovered. 
and he doesn't want to jump up and down because then you draw a defender to you. But oh my gosh! Well, you got first of all, you <laughs> start to first of all, you better know whether or not you have a first of all, you better have a check system in, and you better know that your guys can handle checking into it. That's sometimes that's harder said than done. So loss on the play of one again. yard, and the same thing. No they're one's defending them. Now they're finally telling uh, Bainbridge to get out there, and he does. Brett Forrest slant. Look in there. Deflected. Almost intercepted. Deflected by the linebacker Zakowski and almost intercepted by Bainbridge. Falls incomplete, and Sealsgrove in the same position Shemokin was in their first possession. Third down and 11 from their own 36-yard line. If that ball wouldn't have been batted, Brett Four was wide open on that. He ran a heck of a pattern. It was actually a post. It was a little further downfield than a slant, but he did a nice hey, head fake. He had a nice pattern there. So brings up a third down and 11 for the Seals. No score. First offensive possession for the Seals. Bastion drops back, rolling right. Look, it gets rid of it. Got a man. Overthrows Brett Ford, defended by Bainbridge. Falls incomplete. And Catherman will jog out and punt this one away for the Seals. Catherman back doing the punting. Brett Ford did it a week ago. Remember last week, a lot of balls snapped back, hit the turf, trying to correct that. Gearhart is the snapper. Got to get better snaps, much smoother, trying to get these punts away. Catherine waiting for the kick. Dropping back is, oh, we got a flag here. Dropping back was Zukowski. He's standing at his own 25-yard line, but there is a flag on the play. And as they chit-chat about that, I want to remind you, Sunday the Eagles host the Bengals on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon. Kickoff at 1 with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Penalty against the Seals. Walk off five yards, and we'll try this again. Smoke, it looks like they're coming. They only have one guy back. They're coming with the pressure. Catherine gets it away. End over end kick going to the left. Sikowski makes a catch. Then he fumbles it. Balls on the turf. Pick up by Seco. And he's tackled at the 25-yard line. Sealsgrove picks up the muff by Sikowski. And Sealsgrove in business at the Shemokin 25-yard line. That is a lineman's dream to find a ball out in the open to scoop it and score. He just couldn't, he couldn't stay on his feet. The lineman had, the Seco had the big up, the opportunity of a lifetime there. He did a great job just scooping that ball up and getting it. Great job by Seco. Great hustle to get down there. There's a lot of blue shirts around. He jumps on top of it and gives Seals Grove great field position. They'll actually mark it at the 29-yard line. First down and 10 for the Seals after the muff punt by the Smoking Indians. Brett Ford split to the right. Kissinger to the left. Low back in the backfield for it. Gets the call. Bounces off his guard. Trying to get to the outside. Runs away from the defender. Still going. And what now? Was that an inadvertent whistle? It is, I mean, his knee must have gone down. Maybe the coach is here on the near side. Pete Voss asking for an explanation there as Ryan Allman never seemed to go down. He was pulling defenders and then the whistle blew. His, I'm going to say his knee must have gone down because I don't see a lot of yelling and screaming by the players or even Ryan Allman. No, his, his knee must have touched so it'll be a second down and nine following the run by Ryan Almit. Koi Bastion under center. Eye formation behind him. This is a different look for the Seals. The deep back is Ryan Almit in the eye. Turn. Give it to Ryan Almit. Going straight up the middle. Following behind a Nick Young block. Pulling his way to the 25-yard line. Sets up a third down and medium for the Seals. Grove Seals. No score. 
We got 9.22 to go here in the opening quarter between the Indians and the Seals. That was a tough run by him. He just ran it right up the gut. Nothing fancy. I, Coach Hicks is, is right. He was, he was telling the truth. They, they have simplified things here. Straight up blocking, nothing fancy. I sent you a message back in 2012 when Seals were ran it 80 times against the Trinity Shamrocks. In that 23-21 win. Fast, you're going to throw this time. Got some time. Looking deep over the middle. Looking for Nate Allman. Unable to make the connection. Bainbridge on the coverage. Fourth down. And we're going to call it a long five for the Seals. See if they're going to stay with it or try to pin. Nope, we're going to try for a field goal. It's Kyle Rule will jog out to try to kick a field goal from the right hash. After the incomplete, Bastion trying to hit Nate Almond in the end zone, unable to make that connection. They're going to spot the ball down at the 32-yard line, so Kyle Rule will attempt a 42-yard field goal to try to put the first points on the board in the game. Brett for the hold. Kevin Gearhart with the snap. Good snap, good hold. The kick is up. Plenty of distance. Does it sail through? It's ah. no good. Off to the left. But definitely had enough leg, but it swung to the left. No good. Smoking Indians were able to avoid what could have been disastrous after the muff punt. Seals Grove got great field position, unable to move the ball. But the ball goes out of the end zone, so it's considered a touchback. They'll put the ball at the 20-yard line. Smokin takes over, first down and 10. And now the Seals Grove has to, they got to stop them here. they got to keep that, that game, or the, excuse me, the field position. Smokin comes in tonight offensively, averaging... On the ground, 160 yards on the ground, led by Max Madden. And he's in the backfield along with Paul behind Nye. Long count by Nye. Takes the snap, turns, gives it to Madden. Off the left, getting away from the defender. Rumberger is going to grab him, take him down. Going to get some help from some other blue shirts. Getting up off the pass hole. Route them all and also Teague Hoover. But again, Rumberger getting in there and getting the initial hit. But it is a five-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and five for the Indians. Seals Grove getting a call from the sideline from Coach Derek Hicks, who managed the defense on the second down and five play. Nye looks over the defense. Got two backs in the backfield. A broken eye behind him. Going to give it to Madden. Going right. Heil makes him turn inside. Rothmull makes a hit. Bounces off him. But then Miller... And a host of blue shirts. Ryan Allman in on the stop. It's going to be a short of a first down. It's going to be a third down and one. The first big third down play here for the Seals defense. Now, uh, Heil did not make the, uh, the tackle there, but he did a good job of turning that back in. They tried to kick Heil out uh, and, and run up inside him, and he squeezed it and really took that blocker on tough, and he, was, he, he allowed everyone else to get there. Big Great third down. Yep. Saw that number two was jersey, and you could see the back of his jersey knowing he was squared up, turning everything inside. Big third down in one play. Going to go to Paul. Off the left. Got some good fight. Now it's a matter of a spot. The officials jog it out right to the 30-yard line. If that's the case, it looks like it'll be enough for a first down for the Shemokin Indians following the run by Ian Paul. That was a fullback blast. They're taking their fullback. They're kicking out their outside linebacker, and they're trying to get it right up inside that kickout block. But again, uh, we had our outside backer over there jammed it up real nice. Nate Amon. So first down and 10 for the Shemokin Indians. They have it at their own 30-yard line. Kissinger linebacker on the left. Nye's going to drop back, rolling to his left. Gets rid of it in and out of a defender's hands. Look at Ryan Almond had an opportunity there, but it falls incomplete. 
And it's going to be a second down and 10 for the Shimokin Indians. Another thing Shimokin likes to do is they love the, they love the play-action pass, and they love to boot their quarterback out and roll him, try to get him to the outside. That's one of the things our, gonna, our guys are going to have to move with. As that quarterback moves to the outside, these guys have got to move their zones that they're covering, the defensive backs and the linebackers, and they did a good job on that play. So second down and 10 for the Shimokin Indians. Quick inside handoff goes to Paul. Able to get away from the defender. He's got 10 and more. In the Seals Grove territory. Be a chase from behind by Rumberger. Brett Ford. He's at the 20, the 10. Brett Ford is able to get to him inside the five-yard line. Down to the three-yard line goes Paul. And Brett Ford showed all that hustle to get there. But the Schmokin Indians in business inside the Seals Grove five-yard line. That was a great job by Brett Ford. Brett came from the opposite side of the field and hunted him down from behind. That was good speed shown by Brett Ford. But I'll tell you what, that Nye's a tough kid, isn't he? he? He just took everybody on that defense. He broke a couple tackles, did a nice job. So now see if the Seals Grove you talk about, bend but not break. Boy, bending in a big way here. See if they don't break. Trying to come up with a big defensive stand. First down, goal to go from the three-yard line for the Schmokin Indians. Give it to Max Matting, off to the left. Hit at the initial line of scrimmage, just falls forward. Looks like it'll be at the one-yard line. So it's going to be second down and goal to go. Well, looks maybe about the one-and-a-half, maybe a long one for the Shemokin Indians. And Shemokin loves that inside run game. Boy, they just keep pounding the fullback blast. That time it was just a lead. It was a, it was a fullback lead uh, right up the gut. Clock moving, 6.05 before the snap goes here in the first quarter. No score. I formation, nope, open behind Nye. Got Madden and also Frosh in the back. Madden's going to get the call. He's going to dive for the goal line, and he's in. Smoking touchdown by Max Madden. Again, and they get the first points on the board. Right up the gut. Tough play. Wedge blocking right up for, right at the gut. Nothing fancy there. So Seals Grove has seen all three opponents get points on the board, but what Seals Grove defense have been able to do is make adjustments to not allow another score throughout the game. They'll be looking for that again here tonight as they just gave up the first points of the game. As Osaski will look to come and kick the extra point off of Paul Hole. The kick is up, plenty of distance into the Seals Grove band behind the goalpost, and it's good. So the Shemokin Indians take advantage of a big run by Paul to put the ball inside the five, finished off by Max Madden touchdown. And Seals Grove look up at the scoreboard. They see themselves trailing 7-0 to the Schmokin Indians. Got to answer that now. Again, they had great field position twice now. They had it at their own 36, and then they had after the muff punt. They had it inside the 30 in Schmokin territory, but unable to come away with points. See if they can make some adjustments here. They're trying to get points on the board. Again, they trail. 7-0 with 5.54 to go here in the first quarter following a Max Madden one-yard touchdown run that took seven plays, went 80 yards, took two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point good by Osaski. And again, the score, 7-0. The Shemokin Indians leading the Sealands Grove Seals. And now we need a great kickoff return. We've got to take the momentum right back. We've got to get right back out of here, get the offense good field position. Back deep will be Nate Ahmed, Teague Hoover standing at their own 15-yard line, waiting for the Osaski kick following the touchdown by the Shemogan Indians. Got it teed up, and it's away. 
It's going to go to T. Hoover, trying to run behind Nate Allman at the 30. Got some speed up the right sideline, 35, 40, and knocked out of bounds. There's a flag on the play. Let's see if this holds up. This, again, would give Seals Grove great field position, but now we got to talk whether this run back by T. Hoover is going to hold up. The officials are chit-chatting here. Give a chance to let you know Sunday the Steelers host the Houston Texans. Pre-game starts at 11, but kickoff at 1 on 100.9. The Valley, all part of the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation sports programming. It's going to be holding against the Seals Grove Seals to take away a good run back by Teague Hoover. Oh, that was an excellent run back by Teague, and, and he was very close to breaking that and going the whole way. So Shemokin will go back on defense, leading 7-0. After the penalty, he'll put the ball back at the 33-yard line. Seals Grove first down and 10. Corey Bashan in the shotgun formation. Two wide receivers split to the left. He's going to get it. Designed run off the right side. Hit in the backfield, take it down at the 30-yard line. That was a design quarterback sweep. We pulled a guard out in front of that, put the fullback in front of that, but... We had some penetration up front. They got the they got the coy before, before he gets the line of scrimmage. He lost about three yards on that. Design run there. We know he has the ability coming in tonight. He's run the ball for 60 yards on 15 attempts. So, again, Schmoke gets on the board. Seven-play drive covering 80 yards. Took two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point good. Seals Grove trailing 7-0 to Schmoke and Indians. That's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Second and 13 at our own 29-yard line, 30-yard line. Fashion takes a low snap under a lot of pressure. Going to take off and run, hit, taken down. Host of white shirts involved in the stop there for the Schmokin' Indians, led by Kitchen, number 62, making the stop after a short pickup, but still forces a third down and 11 for the Seals Grove Seals at their own 32-yard line, trailing 7-0 with 4.45 to go in the opening quarter. Coy made something out of nothing there. He dropped back to pass, and he had company in the backfield immediately. The Schmoke and kids were back there with him. He had a tough run just to get a couple of yards. Got deuces. Deuces. Formation here for the Seals. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Takes a snap. Drops back. Looking. Looking for Kissinger down the left sideline. Defended well out there by Zakowski. Falls incomplete. It's going to be a fourth down and 11. And a punting situation for the Seals. At least that time, Coy had some time, so the offensive line got their act together on that play. Unable to make that connection, Zakowski shows good size at that cornerback position to go along with Kissinger. From a frame standpoint, they look very similar in terms of size and stature. Zakowski will drop back, standing at his own 27-yard line, waiting for the Catherman punt. Under a lot of pressure, and it's blocked. It hits the turf at the 15. It's rolling to the 10. Still on the turf. Into the end zone. Schmoke jumps on top of it. And it's a touchdown. Uh, boy, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Schmoke is rushing every punt with, with everybody they have, I swear, except for one man to have back uh, to return it. But that's a tough one. Got in there easily. It was not just one guy. It was a bunch of guys in there. Like you said, they're coming. They're coming, bringing everybody. They only have one deep safety waiting for the punt, but they're definitely going with the aggressive attack, and they take advantage of it there, fall on top of it in the end zone for a touchdown for the Shemokin Indians. As Zazoski will come out and attempt the extra point for the Shemokin Indians off the punt, off the hole by Paul. The kick is up, and it is good. 
If we're looking for Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game, and boy, a block punt that leads to a touchdown definitely is a candidate for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Absolutely. We're down 14 nothing. We're going to see what the Seals do now. How are they going to How are they going to face this adversity? What are they going to do? These guys got to pick it up now. Talk about coming off a tough loss last week. You talk about preparation. Talk about a level of confidence. You want to come in, get some plays early, get that confidence up. And, boy, right now you're being stretched uh, to the limits in terms of your confidence and what you can do. A uh, block punt, boy, it just makes it very difficult. This could be a tremendous growth situation for Seals Grove right now. We'll see what they're made of right now. We're going to see if, how they answer back. So a block punt leads to a touchdown, the extra point good, and Shemokin now leading here in the first quarter with 4-12 to go. 14-0, that's the Seals Grove forward drive summary. Now, we could get right back in this with a good return. You know, Hoover just about broke that last one for a touchdown. It came back with a five-yard, or excuse me, with a holding penalty, but we'll see what happens here. Let's go, guys. Soski will kick this away. It's a short kick. It's going to bounce at the 19. Picked up by Nate Allman at the 12. Trying to work from right to left. Gets away from the defender. Now he's got some speed. He's got one man to beat up the left sideline. It just tripped up by the kicker. But again, another great opportunity for the Seals with great field position. They'll have it at their own 48-yard line. A shoestring away from taking it the distance. And there's a flag on the field way back on the 18-yard line. So that is all for naught, as Nate Allman had shown speed going from right to left, able to run away from white shirts, but there's a penalty, as Dave, as you said. It, it coming in tonight, it was the Schmokin' Indians who had been snake-bitten by penalties and turnover tonight. It's the Seals Grove Seals taking away good two good kickoff returns that got the ball well outside of the 40-yard line to start the possession, but penalties now, and where the penalty occurred, spot penalty, so this is going to march the ball all the way inside the 10-yard line, and boy, just not what you want as you're trying to build some momentum here. That was a huge uh, change in field position. That was really costly for the Seals. And, you know, the thing is that these kickoff returns are there. I mean... He almost went for a touchdown again, but we had another goofy penalty back there. And you talked about that with Coach Hicks. You think we're just that close to a big special teams play. And, boy, had an opportunity there. Did not happen with the penalty. So, Seals Grove faced with a 14-0 deficit, and they have the ball at their own nine-yard line. Ryan Almey gets the call. Met in the backfield and just slammed to the turf. Yeah, they tried to power run up the middle. Shemokin was just there. They're loading They're loading everybody on the line of scrimmage here just about. We knew that that would be the concern. Adams in on the stop for the Shemokin Indians, host of white shirts. But you knew with what they saw on film last week against Central Mountain, they're going to load it up and just dare you to try to throw the ball. And, boy, they got to be able to keep this defense honest to be able to just hit some hit some pass plays to be able to stretch this thing out or it's going to be a very yeah, difficult they're, night. They're running man coverage everywhere. So, you know, you, you can they should do some rub-off patterns and stuff like that. And Shotgun for Bastion. Rolling to his left. Throws it up there. Looking for Brett Ford. Makes a catch and slam to the turf by Bainbridge. After making the catch, see if forward momentum will put it at the 18-yard line. And Brett Ford just forcibly thrown to the turf by Bainbridge. But it sets up a third down play. Tough catch, tough yeah. play to make to make this a, a manageable third down and one for the Seals and not a more crucial play here for the Seals in terms of momentum. Well, that, that was a big play we just had out of breath four there. I mean, uh, 
you know, uh, Bastion was in trouble back there in the backfield, and he got the ball out, but Brett Forrest came back to it and just did a heck of a job adjusting to where the ball was. Shotgun formation, Straub and Ryan Almit in the backfield. Showing blitzes, smoking. Keeper designed by Bastion off the right side. Slow developing, nothing happens. They're trying to get out the, out the ball to the outside, but we're not getting push on the outside. They're stringing us to the sideline. They're just running to where the ball's going. It's just a tough situation. We've got to get movement up front. 2.20 to go here in the first quarter. 14-0 lead for the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin's two scores. One came on a one-yard run by Madden, and then a block punt that rolled into the end zone. Shemokin jumped on top of it. Both extra points good. And that's where we stand. 14-0 lead for the Shemokin Indians. Catherine will punt this away. Hits the turf. It gets rid of it. Good punt. Zakowski catches at his own 39-yard line, and he hit immediately. Nate Almond came down. He had a man on him. Dell Ball trying to block him. Nate Almond was having none of that and made a huge special teams tackle. That was awesome. Nate, you're right. He had, he had a man dogging him the whole way to that ball carrier, and he did not break stride. And, you know, he's, it's one of those situations where you hope he doesn't whiff because he was, at, he was flying at that receiver. And he broke down just in time, man. It was what a tremendous play by Nate. And trying to flip field because that ball was deep in their own territory. To be able to come away with this, to have the ball flip sides of the field to the Schmokin 42-yard line. Big job special teams-wise for the Seals. First down to 10 for Schmokin. Nye turns. Give it to Madden. Off the left. He's going to get three, four yards. On the run that time, so it's going to be a second down and six. The middle of that sealed defense on the stop, but again, it's just that was that. just a, that was a lead right up to the left side. They're they're not doing anything fancy. They're just running right at us. With Madden, who had a big night a week ago against the Milton Black Panthers, he got the call there to pick up four second down and six. Smokin has at their own forty-six yard line. Nye under center, movement on the left side. The tackle jumped that time, number 62, Kitchen. So that's going to walk things back. And one thing we talked about in the pregame was how penalties can just deflate you. All the momentum looks good going your way. And, boy, penalties can really damage your your routine, your momentum, and your fluid in your offense. They had a nice first down play. They had a second and five, and now they have a second and 11. That, that's huge. That's a big difference. As they march it back to their own 41-yard line, tight formation. They do have one wide receiver split to the left, just smoking. Nye under center, long count. Linebacker's coming. He drops back, looking for the pass to the left, under pressure. Now it's going to roll to the left. It's going to take off. Nope, finds a man. Paul makes a catch on the sideline, and he's going to dive forward to be able to pick up seven yards and a first down for should be 12 yards on the pickup. It's a first down for the Schmokin Indians. That was a straight drop out of their quarterback. He just dumped it off to, well, actually, he was in trouble. He was flying, He was trying to find an open receiver. And uh, the, the, their running back, Paul, just got, he, he got open and, and it was a nice throw. He tiptoed down that sideline. Looked like he was going to go out of bounds immediately. But it, like you said, he was able to corral it and pick up a first down for the Schmokin Indians. They now have it at the Sealands Grove 47-yard line. Wide receiver split to the right is Del Ball. Nye drops back, fakes it to the D-man. Under heavy pressure from Metzger, but he able to get rid of it to Madden. But Teague Hoover comes up and takes Madden off his feet at the 45-yard line after the two-yard pickup. Very good play. Vance Metzger was in the backfield in a hurry, and he was he had the quarterback wrapped up when he threw the ball. He kind of slid down on him a little bit, but that was a good play. We'll take that. Second and eight. Salesgrove come into the night 
only given up 6.5 points per game in the first two matchups, but they're going to let this first quarter clock run out. Seals Grove trailing 14 nothing to the Shemokin Indians. Come back, flip sides of the field, get ready for the second quarter. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107. And Eagle107.com. Need dining room, living room, or bedroom furniture? Aaron's in Sealand Grove has a full showroom of new and pre-leased merchandise at affordable prices to fit anyone's budget. Also, don't miss out on our six-month famous cash from now till October 3rd. Aaron's is at 1102 North High Street in Sealand Grove behind CVS. If you can't get to the store, just call us at 570-743-8260 or go to Aaron's.com. As always, there's free setup, delivery, and service with every sale. Stop in and see Courtney, Nikki, Jacob, Austin, and Andrew at Sealand Grove Aaron's Team today. Aaron's is easy, beautiful, and affordable. Eagle 107. Back here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. Seals Grove Seals trailing 14-0 to the Schmokin Indians. Other scores, Danville leading Lewisburg 7-0. Loyal stock up on Hughesville 7-0. Montoursville leading Mifflinburg 7-0. All those games in the first quarter. Central Columbia up on Midwest, also a 7-0 score. Warrior Run being shut out by Southern Columbia at this point, 28-0, and no score between Central Mountain and Jersey Shore. All those scores brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. They bring you our out-of-town scoreboard. First quarter number, Seals Grove 9 total yards, smoking 92. Paul has three rushes for 67 yards for the Shemokin Indians. Moved in here in the second quarter, Seals Grove trailing 14-0. Nye pitches it out to Maddie, trying to stretch it outside. Turns up under... Heil, but met by blue shirts. Rumberger in on the stop that time. To After a short pickup, it's going to be a third down. We'll call it about five, six. We'll call it six yards for a first down for the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin's going to have a hard time getting outside on our defense because we're so fast. And, and our outside linebackers play so well. Our outside backer that time just, just slid right down the line of scrimmage, kept everything in front of him, and allowed the defense to get there. That was a great job. Shemokin's better off running inside right now. That's where they're having their success. They stay with that tight formation. One wide receiver to the right. Going to look to throw this time. Nye looking over the middle. Now rolling to his right. Being chased by Metzger. Gets away from him. Finds a man wide open. That's Miller making the catch inside the 20. Down close to the 15-yard line. Nye, sophomore quarterback. Boy, he's shown a lot as he's able to keep that play alive and find Miller for the big play for Shemokin. That's two times Nye connected on a pass that he should not have been able to throw. That kid kept his head. He, he did a great job on that play. Vance Metzger almost had him. He did another One of our other defenders got his heels momentarily, but, man, that kid has he really has some composure. Miller tried to get him in the backfield as well, but as you said, composure finds Miller. Big play here at the 15-yard line. Maddie gets the call. Bounce to the outside. Makes a move on Hoover. He's finished off by Rothamall and Hoover, but he's able to take it inside of the 9-yard down line. Now there's a late flag comes in. And officials are going to talk. This is well after the play, so they're going to have to talk about it, see what the penalty is here. As I tell you, Mark Stevens will help you through the workday, finish off the 107-minute superset, and starting each hour with a seven-song superset. It's all your favorite classic rock throughout the workday here on Eagle 107. Penalty against the Shemokin Indians at the end of that play. It was a good run by Madden, but they're going to walk off the penalty here. And again, something we talked about, Henry Hanoski team just... Watches these penalties just make things more difficult for yourself after a good run, setting up the next play for the Smoking Indians. But the penalty can drive them all the way outside the 20-yard line to the 22-yard line. 
they need to get all the way down to the six to pick up a first down. That's a that's a killer. A penalty like that. They had great field position. Now they're back to second and forever, second and eighteen. Dell ball brings in the play for the smoking Indians, and he's gonna split far to the right. Two backs in the backfield. That's Frosch and Madden. Madden's gonna get the call. Gets a block from Frosch. Rothamall ends up making the stop along with T. Hoover at the nine-yard line. So it's going to be well short of a first down. It's going to be a third down and nine for the Smoking Indians. And when you're down 14-0, this is another huge third down play for the Steels defense as they're trying to keep Shemokin from adding to their 14-0 lead. This is a gigantic third and nine play for Steelers Grove right now. Their kicker, Lasoski for Shemokin, has not attempted a field goal on the season if they decide to go to that, if Seals Grove defense can stop him here on his third down and nine. Nye under center, takes a snap, pitches it to Matting, going left this time. Now going to be chased right off it, slams him to the turf. Lost on the play all the way back out to the 23-yard line. So not only is that a big play, but possibly takes about any thought of a field goal here and forces him into a fourth down and long for the Shemokin Indians. Absolutely. Now, Shemokin was having a, a lot of success tonight with that fullback blast. They were kicking out in our outside back with the fullback and then getting up inside of that with the tailback. That time, we strung that out real well, and, and Ryan Ahmed came from nowhere and met it about uh, six yards into the backfield. That was a terrific play by Ryan so they'll go for it here. It's a fourth down and 22. Nice sense. Frosh in motion from left to right. He's going to roll to his right. Getting some pressure. Rothball being held. No flag being thrown. And it's going to be incomplete into the end zone. Yeah, Rothball blitzed. He was coming right to the quarterback. Running back stepped up and bear hugged him. Absolutely hugged him. No call. But it was Rothamo's pressure that forced Nye out to the right. And Nye's had some success rolling to his right, finding receivers. But not that time. As it falls incomplete, turnover on down, Sealers Grove. Definitely a bend but not break mentality on that, but also smoking hurting themselves with penalties. Now Seals Grove takes over first down at 10 from their own 22-yard line, trailing 14-0. We're in the second quarter, but 9.05 to go in the first half. Yeah, Shemokin, they, they, they've ruined that drive for themselves by, by with something that happened after the play. So first down and 10. Two wide receivers will split to the left, two to the right for Coy Bastion. Blitz coming by Paul off the left. Bastion drops back under heavy pressure, rolling to his right. Going to take off and run up the right sideline. He'll be knocked out of bounds about the 32-yard line as Brett Foy was running interference for Bastion. It allowed him to pick up possibly enough, yep, enough for a first big for, or a big first down for the Seals. That's a great job by Coy. He just uh, he. He was in trouble early with that pass play, and he just tucked it and went. First first down for the Sealers Grove Seals on the night. It's a big one as Bastion kept it there and was able to get around the edge and pick up the first down. Again, so many times a quarterback is unaccounted for in the run game. It's real tough to defend him. He stays in the shotgun, does Bastion. Drops back. He's got some time. Ball's knocked down. Right at the turf, looking for the slant to Heil, but unable to make the connection defensively. Smoking Indians got their poles up and knocked it to the turf. Second down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. I like what Seals Grove is doing right now. They, they've gone to a, a real quick pocket passing game, which is a great thing. But now the offensive lineman is going to have to start cutting these guys down uh, because they don't, have to, they don't have to protect that long. What's happening is that the, the Schmokin defense is getting, getting up real high. They're getting hands up. They're batting balls down. So I think that might be the third one we saw tonight. 
the offensive line is going to start hitting them in the waist and bending those guys over. We're going to send two wide receivers to each side. Bashing gets the snap, drops back, getting some pressure. Looking deep over the middle for Heil. Off his fingertips and incomplete. Defended out there by Weary. And it's going to be a third down play here for the Seals Grove. Seals again trailing 14-0 with 8.49 to go here in the first half. Our receiver was on a post there, and it looked like Wary was covering our receiver. It looked to me like they we could have gotten a flag there. They could have gotten a flag for pass defense or for interference. Definitely looked like but there was no call. Bumped him just enough that maybe, like you said, a call just enough to throw him off. It went yep. off his fingertips. Third down and ten. Bassett drops back. Going to be hitting the backfield. Nothing there. Three and four guys coming in. And finally, they blow the whistle to stop it at the 26-yard line. Loss on the play. And again, another punting situation for the Seals Grove Seals. The Seals Grove offense right now is struggling just to find something that will work. Uh, they, they went to a, a several passes there. They had some decent protection, but receivers didn't quite get open. Then the, the, with the last play, the protection broke down. Catherine will drop back to punk this one. It's a, a way. Zakowski is waiting at his own 30-yard line. Heavy pressure again, but he does get it away. It's going to bounce at the 45-yard line, hit the turf, get a Seals Grove roll inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. And that's where Schmokin will take over first down at 10, leading 14-0 with 8.05 to go here in the first half. I want to remind you, you can check out our Facebook page, Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. Like it, it's all Seals Grove all the time. And also get updates from our Statman Zach Showers throughout the game as well on updated scores if you're not near the radio at any time throughout the season. Again, it's our Facebook page. Like it, all Seals Grove all the time. Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. I know one person that's on our Facebook page, and that's Amanda Friend listening from New Columbia. Big Seals Grove fan. She'd like to see some offense here. But right now, it's the defense that's being stretched by this Shemokin offense after a 10-yard pickup to make it a 9-yard pickup. It's second down and one for the Shemokin Indians. Hey, and that was just a power run game lead right up the gut, right through the B-gap on the left side. And uh, the Seals were home. We appreciate all our listeners. So when Amanda Friend sends me a text and says, huge shout-out to us, she's listening, we appreciate it. At least we know we have one. <laughs> the ratings might be down. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> At least you have people texting you. Second down and one. Four, and there's a flag on the play. You get a chance to let you know what other other uh, athletic teams and how they're doing. The tennis team is 6-3 in league play, 6-4 overall. My daughter Murphy plays for the tennis team. They'll play Monday at Williamsport. Trying to get that seventh win of the season. The field hockey, both the varsity and JV undefeated. Varsity at 7-0, JV 5-0. Their next game is a home game against Midwest. It's at 4 o'clock on September 28th. And then they have the soccer. Girls are at 4-2, 4-0 in league play. They play tomorrow against the Danville Ironmen. And then the boys soccer team, they're 4-1, 3-1 in league play. They play Tuesday at Williamsport. As Frosch gets the call. Able to pick up the first down, diving forward, was hit, was able to spin away and pick up enough as he takes it to midfield, and it's going to be a first down pickup for the Smoking Indians. That was a nice run by Frosch. It was, that was, an, again, an inside run right around the B gap, right between the garden tackle and the left side. But he just uh, he cut back just a little bit. Our, over, our linebackers overran that. 
and allow them to pick up a first down and another big first down for Shimokin. Seven minutes to go here in the first half, trailing 14 to nothing. Now he's going to roll to his left. Look it, look it, got some time, gets rid of it. He's got a man beyond the defense. That's Paul trying to make the connection. Brett Ford there defensively to break up the play. Brett Ford did a heck of a job. He he got there a little bit late, but well, he really brought it, and he knocked the ball out of his hands. They called it incompletion. Good job by Brett Ford. They would have break that up, or else that's another big play for the Schmokin Indians, and they would have been in business inside the 20-yard line. But Brett Ford didn't give up on the play, and as you said, just a good, solid defensive play. Sets up a second down and 10 for the Shemokin Indians leading 14 to nothing here in the second quarter. Madden's going to get the call off the right side. He got turned up inside by Rothamall. Blue shirts come in and finish the playoff. Dave, you could speak of this better than I can, but what linebacker play that was to turn the play into your friends? That was unreal by Rothamall. It was, that was unreal. He, the ball was going outside. He kept an inside-out position exactly where he needed to be. We had contain on that side, and uh, the, the kid had to turn back into him. Perfect position. Great linebacker play by Rothamore. Same thing followed up here on his third down play for the Indians. 6 19 to go here in the opening half. Seals Grove trailing 14 nothing. Nye under center. Got some movement on the receiver here on the near side, but no flag was thrown. He's the one that makes the catch. Zakowski, he flinched right as the ball was getting ready to be snapped. The official didn't call it. And Derek's wandering around in circles down here, wondering why that wasn't called. He's the one who picks up the catch and the first down pickup for. And he's yelling here now at the official. He should have made that call. Yeah, I, I totally missed that myself. But on the other hand, he ran a nice, uh, a nice slant route and caught the ball well. And he got it to the 40-yard line. First down pickup for the Schmokin Indians, and they're in no hurry, letting the clock run. Play clock is already down to 10 seconds, and they haven't made their way up to the line of scrimmage yet. So it's first and 10 on the four, our 40-yard line. Smoking leading 14-0. Now he's going to inside handoff to Paul. Some success. Eight-yard pickup. Rumberger makes the stop, but they're just gashing the middle of that Seals Grove defense. And that was uh, that was just an inside reverse. It's a typical wing tee play. You know, you're running that blast to the right. You're running the lead to the right, and then they take that uh, they take their 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 wing back and they bring him back and they hand it to him. And he just ran it right up the gut. He came back inside, turned up right over where the center was originally, and got some good yards. Eight. Second down and two. Right up the middle again. Blue shirts are there, but what a push by that offensive line. Fogarty involved in the stop that went to Madden. A friend of mine, Rob Labach, just said that his vice president at his business, that's his son, Madden. He's a wrestler. And I said, that makes completely sense. Makes oh, complete sure. sense. Yeah. He Good runs kids. hard, runs over people. He's not willing to, to, he's not worried about running away from a hit. And nope. that wrestling background sure makes sense there. He's a tough kid. He's a typical, typical Shemokin boy. So he gets it down to a third down and one. Boy, Seals grow crowd here on the near side looking to erupt if they could get a big defensive play here. Nye's going to give it to Frost. She's got a first down off the right side. Able to get that push inside the 25-yard line. See where they finally mark it. They'll mark it right at the 25. That's enough for a first down for the Smokin' Indians. And, boy, this is making Henry Hanoski very happy, I'm sure, on the far side to see a running game working so well for the Smokin' Indians. Not so much for the Seals Grove fans. He's, he's using a lot of misdirection right now, and they, they keep exploiting the, the space between our outside backer and our defensive tackle. Here it comes again. Same thing right at him, except this time our outside backer made a great play on that. Able to get in there is that 
Rumberger again. Nope, looks like Hans in there. 28 getting involved in the stop there. And that's what we need. Back to back to back plays. Got to get the ball back to the offense. Second Continues to move it. Second down and 10. 3.45 to go here in the first half. Trailing 14-0. Straight up the middle again. Hit. Take it down. Ryan Almond. Not going to let him go. Good job again. Miller involved in that. Also racing through. Is that Rumberger again? Number 26. But, boy, they did get penetration that time, and Ryan Ullman wasn't going to let go. Well, they they did a, they ran the same thing, the same full black blast. They, they're trying to kick out in the outside backer, except that time our outside backer really stepped up and met it and squeezed it, and we got people coming from the inside out. The misdirection is really hurting us right now. We have linebackers get a little bit confused. You know, they see the ball going away, they commit to it, and then it comes back, you know, with, with the counteraction and the reverse and things like that. So it's a tough situation. Third down and 10. Give it to Paul. Dives for it. Was hit that time by Rumberger again. Got to his legs. Upended him. As Paul's able to fall forward. Actually, is that that's Hahn again. So I'm getting 26 and 28. Hard to see those numbers. But a timeout is going to be taken here by the Schmokin Indians as they'll have it now. Fourth down and eight. Leading 14-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. The scoring recap looks like this. As the Schmokin Indians were able to get on the board on a Madden one-yard touchdown run that came with 5.54 to go in that first quarter. It was a seven-play, 80-yard drive, taking two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point was good, and Schmokin led 7-0 at that point. And then a block punt that rolled into the end zone. Schmokin is able to jump on top of it. That came with 4.12 to go in that first quarter. The extra point, again, was good. And it was 14 nothing at that point, and that's where we stand with 2.44 to go here in the first half. Shemokin leading the Seals Grove Seals 14 to nothing. Coach X just had a long talk with the defense. Well, about a 30-second talk, we'll say. I, if I'm him, I'm saying defensive lineman, you've got to get upfield. Linebackers, use your run fits. Don't look at what they're doing. Use your run fits, and things will work out. Fourth down play here. Looking down the right sideline is Nye going up and trying to make the catch as a receiver. That's Del Ball. Teague Hoover comes over and is able to make a play, knock it out of his hands, turn the ball over on downs, back to the Seals Grove Seals. And that was also a very good coverage by Brett Four on that play. Hoover cleaned it up, but Four was with the man all the way to the end zone. Good job. Talk about how this defense bend on, but not break. They do it again there, give the ball back to the Seals Grove offense. I think that's two four and outs now, isn't it, for Schmokin? Yep. So now Seals Grove will try to put something together here late in the first half, trailing 14 nothing, 2.38 to go in the first half. Four split far to the right. In the slot will be high on the right side. Kissinger and Nate Almond on the left. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Taking the snap. Drops back. Going to throw a screen to Ryan Almond. Being chased by defenders for Shemokin. Loss on the play. Blew up right from the beginning. Well read by that. Defense alignment that time coming over that was Kodak, and he wasn't going to have any of that. I, I like the call, but for some reason, Shimokin just read that thing, man. You, you expected them to be upfield after the quarterback, and they weren't. The whole defense was running to the, the screen, man. And it was Kodak was the first guy there, got some help from his teammates, but it's a loss on the play of two. Second down in 12 for the Seals. Shotgun for Bastion, Ahmed behind him. Bastion rolling to his right. Going to throw deep corner route to Heil. 
in and out of his hands, defended out there by Weary, falls incomplete, and it's going to be a third down and 12 for the Seals. It was a nice pattern by by Heil. The ball was just a, just a thrown, overthrown a little bit. Heil actually ran. He ran a post corner on that one. He upfield. He turned into the to the post. He aimed at the goalpost for a few steps, then broke it back outside. It was a nice pattern. Third down, caught 13 for the Seals, trailing 14 nothing to the Shimokin Indians. Stick around at halftime. We have stats from the first half. Score and recap. Get Dave's analysis of that first half and look towards the second half as Bastion's rolling to his right under heavy pressure, and he's going to go down. Sack all the way back at the six-yard line. That's Miller able to get there from his line or his right tackle position and a big loss on the play by that by that Shemokin defense. Yeah, Seals go try to get outside. They started getting some pressure with the pocket passes, so they tried to roll him out that time. To roll a quarterback out, you've got to have a running back and, and an offensive tackle who can seal the edge. And we didn't get the edge sealed there right up in his face. Also, stick around at halftime. We have our spotlight player. So we stick around for that as well. We've been keeping an eye also on the Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford, where it's worth the ra- drive to Route 45. Keep an eye on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs at 2-0, hosting the Central Mountain Wildcats. are also at 2-0. The last I saw was 6-0 lead for the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Again, keeping an eye on that one as we go throughout the night. Seals Grove will be home next week, taking on the Bulldogs of Jersey Shore. And right now, though... More focused on a 14 to nothing deficit here to the Shemokin Indians. Shemokin trying to make it two wins in a row to try to improve the 2-1. They open up the season with a loss to Jersey Shore before putting away Milton a week ago. Got a punny situation here for Catherman. Here comes the pressure. Catherman gets it blocked right out of the back of the end zone, and it's going to be a safety. Safety by the Shemokin Indians came through, and Dave, you were pointing, and it would tell me that you saw a breakdown in that coverage in terms of the blocking. Guys were coming in uncovered. Yeah, there were people there were people lined up wide that just weren't, uh, we weren't going to get them blocked. And Catherine's a left-footed punter. He was going to the left, but too many guys coming in. It was able to knock that one away. It went out of the back of the end zone to the safety. So adding insult to injury, now Seals Grove will have to kick this one off to give it back to Shemokin with a 16-point lead over the Seals Grove Seals. We've got to get our punt protection figured out or, or just go for it on fourth down from now on, one of the two. That's two block punts that have led to nine points for the Shemokin Indians. That's a tough situation. Now we have to kick the ball off our own 20 with a minute and seven, minute and 47 seconds left and a half. Shemokin has one timeout left. They'll get good field position. Yes. They've been able to balance between the run and the pass. You pick up a first down, and that obviously will... Stop the clock as well. So in high school football, the two-minute drive is much easier to manage when you can stop it after a first-down pickup and having a timeout. And that's exactly what Shemokin will have after they get this kickoff from Kyle Rule. The two deep men standing at their own 30-yard line waiting for Kyle Rule to kick this one away. He approaches it here and kicks it away. Line drive kick. Deep man takes it at the 28-yard line between the hash. Got some room into Seals Grove territory to the 46-yard line. They'll mark it at the 47. First down and 10 for Shemokin leading 16-0 after the safety. 
following the block punt by the Schmokin Indians. They came with 147 to go here in the first half. And Schmokin still has one timeout left. And one timeout. Clock stops if you pick up a first down. A lot of things they can do here as Schmokin comes out of the huddle up to the line of scrimmage. Dell ball will split far to the right. Sikowski is the leading receiver, but I don't see him in there currently. Nye looking for the hitch to Dell Ball. Going to throw it deep down the right sideline, and it's going to go out of bounds. Never developed there. He was trying to get Dell Ball on the hitch and go, but unable to make that connection. Second down and 10 for the Indians. I'm not sure why you're throwing first down there. Not I, I, Who am I, though? I can't. I shouldn't be questioning the other head coach. He knows what he's doing. But on the other hand, they were getting good runs up the gut. I mean, why do you go away from that in this situation? You have plenty of time. You still have a first down. Thank goodness it was incomplete. Brings up second down and 10 for the Shimokan Indians, leading 16-0. Nye's going to roll to his right, under some pressure, still going. Got his head downfield, looking, trying to hit Zakowski there, but goes out of bounds and incomplete, and it's going to be a third down and 10. There's a flag on the play. It's going to be a holding call against the Shimokan Indians. That's good. And Rothamol got good pressure on the quarterback that time. So they're going to walk this one back following the penalty against the, because it's a spot foul as well, and it came deep in the backfield. So this ball will be marched off. Again, stick around at halftime. We have our spotlight player. We'll get our numbers from our stat man, Zach Showers, of that first half. Also get analysis from our head coach, Dave Hess, and also take a look at scores from other games going on around the Valley. Again, keeping an eye on the Jersey Shore and Central Mountain game as part of our tough game of the week. Following the penalty, puts the ball at the Shemokin 36-yard line. They have it second down in forever. Leading 16-0. Inside handoff to Madden. Nothing. Take it down on the turf quickly. Vance Metzger in there helping out. Also coming off the edge that time was Ryan Allman making the stop. So third down and long. Following the run play that time by the Shemokin Indians. Clock running with 1.10 to go here in the first half. Third and 30. Going to be in no hurry is Shemokin. Looking at the play clock, let it wind down. It's at 20 seconds. Again, they can let it wind down well under 10 seconds. A lot of times you'll see quarterbacks wait till about 5 and then take the snap. Right now it's at 10 seconds is the play clock. Shemokin leading 16-0 here in the first half. Shotgun formation by Nye this time. Waiting for the snap. Gets it. Hand it off. Straight up the middle. Not much there. Getting some push, but blue shirts are going to push it back. Miller involved in the stop there. Also coming up was Heil. And down at the bottom of the pile was Rothamals. Good stop there. Be fourth down. And now a timeout will be taken by Derek Hicks. And it's one of those opportunities, Dave, you said about the the, – Punt return team close to getting to that wall. We've seen it over the years, and, boy, this would be a huge play to be able to get get a kickoff off this punt return here or even get it in good field position to possibly try to get some points late in this first half, trailing 16-0. If I'm smoking, I'm going to have that kid kick it out of bounds. Just get, get as many yards down the field as you can. Just don't let the kid return it. Don't let our returner return it. We were very close last time. So timeout taken here. Chance to remind you that part of the Seals Grove Sports broadcasting team. We've got a lot going on throughout 
the year. And we can hear Philadelphia Phillies on Eagle 107 tomorrow. The Phillies baseball on Eagle 107. Phillies face the Tampa Bay Rays. Start time 6.05 on Eagle 107. Punt situation here for the Schmokin Indians. Brett Four waiting at his own 30-yard line. Seals Grove looking to come for it here. Get some pressure on, but the punt is away. Brett Four is going to make the catch at the 30. Trying to get between the hash. Spins away from a couple guys that had taken down at the 35-yard line. Good coverage that time by the Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove take over first down at 10 with just 21 seconds to go here in the first half. I think the Seals went for a punt block last time rather than a return. A lot of guys went. They got good pressure on the punter, but he was able to get it off. That was a good snap and a good kick, good punt away by the Shemokin Indians. As you said, Brett Ford did a nice job to catch it, try to give Seals Grove good field position, but with 21 seconds to go here in the first half, See if they just don't run it out here and avoiding any disastrous end to this first half. That's my favorite play right there. Just hand it off to the fullback straight up the middle. Pick up a four. It's going to be a second down and six. Good looking play by the Seals. The clock will wind down, and that will be the end of the first half. A first half that I guess you could say it was pretty disastrous for the Seals Grove Seals. Block punt led to a touchdown, a safety off a block punt as well. And all after Madden took it from one yard out with 5.54 to go in the first quarter. So with all that, the score, Shemokin leading 16-0 at halftime. We'll go to a break, come back. Lots going on here at halftime, so stick around. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. This part of today's game is brought to you by Diversified Construction. Hey, whose turn is it to make the popcorn? When I was a kid, it was always my turn. First, I shook the hot oil pan until the corn popped, and later I used a hot air popper. Now I'm back popping in a hot oil pan because the butter and salt sticks to the popcorn better. Hopefully, you're having a good time snacking with family while listening to today's game. Quality family time is what life is all about. We'll be back later in the broadcast to tell you about what we do here at Diversified Construction. Mark and Troy here at Zimmerman Motors, it's Jeep Adventure Days and we're celebrating with special Jeep pricing for everyone. We have huge discounts on every new Jeep in stock, up to $6,000 off new Jeep Cherokees to qualified individuals. We're also discounting every new Jeep Renegade up to $7,000. Jeep Adventure Day discounts all month long, great selection, 0% financing on many Jeep models. It's going to be a fun month. So come in and see why people have been coming from all over the region to Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Sunbury and experience what we call the Zimmerman difference. Call 570-988-JEEP or visit us online at ZimmermanJeep.com. It's time to put Wi-Fi where it belongs. Everywhere. Replace your router and blanket your whole home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi powered by Plume and SECV. Plume continuously learns about your internet needs and gets better each day. Plume also brings you parental controls, guest access, ad blocking, and security protection from suspicious content and devices, all available at the touch of a button through the Plume app. Call 1-877-955-SECV or visit secv.com slash plume to learn more. It's game time, and the team at I'm the Guy Basement Systems is ready to give you a customized game plan to fix your basement's problems. Moisture, seepage, mold, those are serious problems that won't go away on their own. Let ITG help. We offer free inspections to ensure your home is dry and healthy. Visit ITGBasementSystems.com to schedule your free estimate today. ITG Basement Systems. I'm the guy to make it dry. We are Eagle 107. 
Back here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium, the Sealands Grove Seals trailing the Schmokin Indians 16 to nothing. Sealands Grove has seen Schmokin score on a one-yard touchdown run, also on a block punt that rolled into the end zone, and Schmokin was able to jump on top of it, and the last score came on a blocked punt that rolled out of the end zone, and that's where we stand. 16-0 lead for the Schmokin Indians. And, Dave, one thing we talked about during the pregame was trying to use last week's game you know, as an opener, you know, eye-opener. Okay, this is what we need to do. This is what changes we need to do. This is how we got to be able to work things out. And, boy, Schmokin has done everything to negate any positivity and any support or anything uh, positive that Seals Grove can build on. By, and it's coming from the special teams, which we were kind of surprised by. We thought, you know, coming in, thinking that's their strong point. It's been a weekend here tonight, and it's 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 just crushing them. Well, you know, the thing that, that kills me about the Schmokin right now is that if you watch the film of them coming in, every it seemed like every time they lined up to return a punt, they went for the block. And I, I honestly thought our guys would be a little more prepared for that. You know, they were able to block two today. That's a tough situation. You get two block punts and a big run like that, that kills you. Again, so the scoring recap looks like this. Madden scored on a one-yard run with 5.54 to go in that first quarter. A seven-play drive covering 80 yards took two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point's good, and it was a 7-0 lead at that point for the Schmokin Indians. And then, like we said, a block punt that landed in the play, in the field of play, but a couple people tried to jump on it. It rolled, eventually squirted into the end zone, and Schmokin was there. They jumped on top of it, and it led to a touchdown for the Schmokin Indians. That came with 4-12 to go in the first quarter. The extra point good, and it's 14-0 lead at that point. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter for the Schmokin Indians. And like we said, with 147 to go in half, and that is the other thing that's crushing as a fan and, you know, as a coach. Okay, 14-0. Let's finish this thing out. See if we can build up some momentum going in. It's getting late in the half. Now let's just, we didn't get anywhere. Let's punt it away, play some defense, go into halftime, and then just a crushing block punt. It goes out of bounds. So now I'll throw it to you as coach. You're going in halftime, not only down 14 nothing, but the last play that you had just dealt with was a block punt out of the end zone. Boy, just a, a crushing mentally and in terms of focus. It's got to be tough to get them or come around. There is a coach on the staff who is responsible for the punt team. And that guy better with be with the with the punt team right now, figuring out what's going on and get that thing get that, that defense blocked. You cannot give up block punts like that, especially two and one half. You can't do it. Right at the end of the half there, deep in your own territory, and like you said, led directly to the safety. And this defense, so that's the other thing you're gonna break down once again. You look at the defense as the first say, we're at halftime. We're we're on Eagle 107.com at halftime here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. The Seals Grove Band entertaining the crowd here. Seals Grove trailing 16 nothing. But you know you you look at the defense. The defense has played well. The defense has gave up that one drive, which they did in the two previous weeks. But then you make adjustments, and Schmokin has not been able to put the ball in the end zone since. But then you look up, you're down 16 nothing. So that's a hard pill to swallow from a defensive man. And you know, as you know, defensive-minded, to see that your special team is giving up points that eventually is going to come back to look bad on your part as a defender. Well, that that's frustrating. Yeah, it does. It makes the defense look bad, and they, they didn't do a bad job. But what's going to have to happen here, and another thing that should be going on in the locker room right now, and I'm sure it is, 
is these coaches have to drill it into these kids right now on the offense that they have got to keep the defense off the field. Yeah, the defense gave up one big play, really, and then the touchdown, little short touchdown run. But on the other hand, they're going to start to get picked apart if they stay on the field as long as they are. They've got to get them a break. They've got to get them off the field. The offense has got to start crossing lines, getting first downs. The only, the biggest concern, right? Defense, don't allow them to score again. Offense, keep the ball, get first downs. If you do that, things are going to fall in place. You're going to get some scores. You're going to, you might, you might end up with a win tonight. Seals Grove down 16-0. Halftime here on Eagle 107, eagle107.com. Taking a look at updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Shikalimi leading Milton 7-0. That one's at half. Lewisburg trailing Danville in the second quarter 14-0. Loyal Sox shutting out Hughesville 48-0. Montoursville easily getting past Mifflinburg in the second quarter 28-0. Central Columbia shutting out Midwest 35-0. Southern Columbia up, up at halftime, 49 to nothing. And Jersey Shore pulling away from Central Mountain in the second quarter, 26 to 7. Two final scores for you. One in the second quarter of South Williamsport leading Montgomery, 20 to 7. And Sayre leading Conowesca Valley, 14 to nothing. All those updated scores call, come in a part of our high school scoreboard. All you have to do is go to Eagle 107 and Go to the Eagle 107 Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app. Push on the scoreboard banner there, and you get updated scores on other games going on around the Valley. Again, here's Seals Grove trailing here 16-0 at halftime to the Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove came in tonight at 1-1 following their loss a week ago. Shemokin also at 1-1, and and they're looking to make it back-to-back wins after after falling in week one to the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. They beat Milton a week ago. And right now in business, leading the Seals Grove Seals here at halftime, seven, or 16 to nothing. We're going to take a break, come back. Just handed the numbers from our stat man, Zach Showers, and also get further analysis as Seals Grove looks to try to bounce back here, get some points on the board, and as Dave said, gain some momentum and maybe come away with a win here of the, over the Smoking Indians. It's going to be a tough task, trailing 16 to nothing. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. At T. Ross Brothers Construction, they're proud to be a member of the communities in which they live and build. They've been serving our valley for over 50 years, and their reputation earned them the honor of building many of the area's residences, businesses, and community and religious facilities. Whether you want to build, expand, or remodel, T. Ross Brothers Construction is committed to providing you with the very best in design, quality, and value. Visit them at trossbrothers.com, and you'll learn why they say, We're building for the future. Every week, thousands of people from all over the world come through our doors to enjoy a home-cooked meal or just to browse our gift shops. One of the favorite spots that folks like to gather are near our fireplaces, found throughout our restaurant and lobby areas. Ever since Glicks installed the heat and glow inserts and fireplace, we've received so many compliments about how warm and inviting they make our store. I'm Steve Colhavy, General Manager of Country Cupboard in Lewisburg, and we're pleased to be able to recommend Glicks heat and glow products. 
Mark, the last time you had a fun event with your friends and family was Uncle Bob tells you about his vacation for the third time in a row. Then you miss the great times that are found at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub. Everyone from moms and dads right down to all the kids always enjoy Garfield's food, plus ice cold drinks including Pepsi. Enjoy light fare and appetizers, tasty entrees, desserts, and a whole bunch more. Catering is available too for your next holiday or party. It's always great times, great tastes at Garfield's Restaurant and Pub at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Online at Garfield's.net. There she is again, always messing with your eyebrows. She's you. Fussing in the mirror. Time for microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa. Microblading is a semi-permanent procedure that creates perfectly shaped and colored eyebrows without the daily work. Done by licensed technicians. Mention this ad and save $100 off your session in September. Stop messing with your brows with microblading by Blessed Beauty at Shalom Salon and Spa, Market Street, Middleburg. And on Facebook at Blessed Beauty, 570-837-1188. Eagle 107. To Harold L. Bullock Memorial Field, Pat O'Brien, Dave Hess, Zach Towers bringing you the Sealands Grove Seals, who at this point trail 16-0 to the Shimokan Indians. And a big part of that at the end of that first half with 147 to go in the half, the Sealands Grove Seals punt was blocked, sailed out of bounds, and went out of bounds. So that was the safety for the Shimokan Indians. Hey, as the afternoon gets here, join Lynn Hall for the last few hours of your workday. Crank up the rock and roll with the 5 o'clock attitude adjustment. No slow stuff allowed for the drive home. Then on Friday, she kicks off the block party weekend at 3 p.m., all part of Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Here at halftime again from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. As we take a look, this week's spotlight is on Spencer Myers, number 77, was one of the most disruptive linemen in program history. As he entered the program in 2006, he was a part of the state championship team in 2009. Myers began making his home in opponents' backfields in 2008 as a junior, where he anchored, anchored a defensive line that allowed seven points per game and made it to the state semifinals. After earning second all state all excuse me second team all state, he would be poised for a great senior season. Myers did not disappoint. He would go on to finish the year with 68 tackles, seven sacks. His quickness and pass rushing ability helped Seals Grove win its first ever state championship and title in the PA, PA's best defense. A two-way player, Spencer also played tackle on the offensive line that scored a then at record 680 points. Myers played on the on the field, led by being the first team All-State in 2009, Pennsylvania Football News AAA Defensive Player of the Year. Additionally, on the wrestling mat, he was a 2010 Penn State, or excuse me, Pennsylvania State champion at 215 pounds. He compiled a 149 and 18 career record. He went perfect 40, uh, 44-0 as a senior. He was ranked number two wrestler in the nation at 215 pounds. Myers also was a member of the track and field team. Collegially, Myers would attend University of Maryland to wrestle where he would finish his career with 86 wins. This week's spotlight on Spencer Myers. Dave, I'll just hand it to you. Spencer Myers. Oh, man, I'll tell you, he was he was just a beast. Boy, you, you just, you're so lucky as a coach to have a guy like that come along at least once in your lifetime. He was amazing. He had great quickness. He, he had a, a reach that he could just he could just engulf two three kids at a time, unreal, powerful. You know, just 
unbelievable. Uh, and, and very, you know, he actually ran the ball one time that year. Do you remember that? <laughs> we gave him a toss. That was like, he could run, man. What an athlete. Great athlete. And one of my biggest memories was he chased down to, uh, he chased down a Montoursville who, guy who intercepted the pass. He was on the opposite side playing tackle. He was able to chase the guy from behind who had all the momentum on the pick six. Justin Kaiser got picked. But it wasn't a pick six. It's Spencer Meyer chased him from behind, caught him, slammed him to the turf, and was able to keep the the uh, shutout on the night, or else Seals Grove would have given up a touchdown there. That's Spencer Myers, and that's the kind of thing we saw oh, yeah. in his career. Those guys live for shutouts, and Spencer wasn't going to allow that to happen. <laughs> you know, he, was, he worked too hard, right? Spencer yeah. Myers, our spotlight oh, player, wore number 77, one of the best ever to do it in a Seals Grove Seal uniform. Here, we're talking about the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game candidates. And uh, right now, the block punt that ended up in the end zone for a touchdown. And also, the block punt that led to a safety for Schmokin. Also, the big run by Schmokin by Ian Paul to put the ball inside the 10-yard line. And eventually led to a Schmokin touchdowns. Those are just some of the candidates for the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. And they're three good candidates. So we'll let you know who the Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game is at the end of our game when we take it to the Service Electric postgame show for you. And again, sponsored by Schmokendam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Also, our Blaze Alexander Ford tough of the game, tough game of the week is the Jersey Shore Bulldogs in the Central Mountain Wildcats. Keeping an eye on that one throughout the broadcast. And right now, Jersey Shore leading 26-7, and it's part of the Blaze Alexander Four Tough Game of the Week. Let's take a break, come back, give you stats, and also get ready for the second half. All part of halftime here from Seals Grove Area High School and Harold L. Bolick Memorial Stadium. Seals Grove trailing 16-0 to the Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove Four brought to you by... Seals Grove for here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Before you travel to the football stadium to cheer on your team, Tri-County Tag, your local PennDOT partner, can make sure your vehicle or tailgating RV is ready to roll. Tri-County Tag Service, Hummel's Wharf, is your convenient one-stop shop for fast and efficient service. Registrations, title work, and transfers, driver's license renewals, and notary services. All of those tasks that can seem overwhelming are taken care of without a long line or appointment. Tri-County Tag Service, the Susquehanna Valley's trusted PennDOT partner for over 40 years. Open Monday through Saturday at Park Road and Pennsylvania Avenue in Hummel's Wharf. State and service fees Supply. This is Eagle 107. Welcome back to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. Both teams have returned to the field. Seals Grove does get the second half kickoff, trailing 16-0. Seals Grove one first down in that first half, minus six yards rushing, nine yards passing. So three yards on 20 plays for the Seals Grove Seals. For the Smoking Indians, seven first downs, 124 yards rushing, 51 through the air. For total, 175 yards on 32 plays. We'll talk more about the stats individually when we come back. Last break. Get ready for the second half. Seals Grove trailing 16-0. This is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. At the Sholley Insurance Agency, they love sports. Just ask Carol or Lynn. They're proud to support our area schools and high school football teams. They thank the coaches, parents, and communities that support the athletes and believe that participation in any sport helps to foster teamwork, dedication, respect, and character. Remember, for all of life's touchdowns and tackles, the Sholley Insurance Agency is here to help, offering coverage for your home, auto, business, and employee benefits. Sholley Insurance Agency, we're here to help. Visit 
visit us at jollyagency.com. Sealand's Go Ford is kicking off this football season with some hard-hitting deals on new Fords. Save up to $7,200 off a 2020 Edge and 0% for 60 months. Save up to $10,000 on Ford F-150 XLTs. Save up to $7,500 on a 2020 Ford EcoSport all-wheel drive. Buy it now for $29.65 plus tax and tax. It's going on now at the bridge in Sealand's Grove. Sealand's Grove Ford is the home of Mr. Sharpie and the Sharp Pencil Deal. Tax and tags extra, all rebates to dealer. Edge savings based on stock number 20109T. EcoSport based on stock number 20011T. F-150 based on stock number 20048T. This is Bill Booker, and as a Sealand's Grove parent and fan, I know all of us can't attend the games as much as we used to, but I'm thrilled we can still listen to our Seals together. The game of life has thrown us some trick plays this year, and if financial matters are stressing you out, I'm here to help with all of your income tax needs. No matter if it's for one person or a whole business, I do the best for my clients. Please schedule a time to talk with me by calling 570-374-7343. That's Bill Booker CPA, 530 South Market Street in Sealands Grove, right next to the American Legion. I look forward to seeing you all soon in person, and as always, go Seals. Another crazy season. I mean weird. A stadium sporting event that used to sound like this now sounds like this. But you've got the game on the radio and you can still get great food. Delicious Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Check out the new Fall Blizzard menu, the sauced and tossed honey barbecue chicken strip basket, and the new pumpkin cookie butter shake with cookie butter, pumpkin puree, whipped topping, and nutmeg. Sealand's Grove High School Football and DQ. And your crowd goes wild. Dairy Queen Grill and Chill. Routes 1115 on the strip. Sealand's Grove. Eagle107.com Take it up beyond the 40-yard line to the 40 three-yard line. Actually, mark it all the way at the 44-yard line as Teague Hoover is able to tiptoe up the right side, got knocked out of bounds, and again, gets real good field position for the Seals Grove Seals as we just start the second half here on Eagle107.com. Seals Grove trailing 16-0 to the Shemokin Indians. It's time for this offense to get some life and get some points on the board right now. Get us right back in this football game, guys. In the first half, Ashton two for nine for just nine yards. Ryan Almond four for one yard. Straub one for four yards. Brett Four has one catch for 11 yards for the Seals Grove offense. Brett Four goes in motion from right to left. Ashton drops back. Got some time. Get rid of it. Looking for Brett Four. Nice. Makes a catch up the sideline and knocked out of bounds by Weary. But the biggest play of the day for the Seals Grove Seals as Bastion's able to make the connection to Brett Four all the way down to the Shemokin. 38-yard line. Yeah, Brett Four ran a, a pattern downfield into the sideline, and I'll tell you what, um, Bastion just threaded the needle. He threw a nice ball, good touch, just over top of the defender. Real well done. Good Looking start, at, guys. That's exactly what we needed. Looking at Schmoke and individual numbers, quarterback Nye, 4 for 11 for 51 yards. Paul, 6 carries for 86 yards. Madden has the touchdown. Four wide receivers have a catch for the Schmokin Indians in that first half. Bastion drops back. He's got some time again. Looking for the same pattern going the opposite way to Brett Four. Weary on the coverage, but this one sails out of bounds. Incomplete. It'll be a second down and 10 for the Seals at the Shemokin 38-yard line. The ball did go out of bounds, but he was wide open. That pattern is there for us if we come back to that. Seems like it's a tough connection to make that is going a, from a long ball it's you a really got to drop it in there you really do and he hit it perfect on the left side yeah on the other side sideline side yeah it's a slight yeah. overthrow in the last play twins to each side for bastion in the backfield with him in the shotgun formation ryan almit on the second down and 10 play bastion drops back now he's gonna have to take off and run he fumbles oh, the ball boy. it's on the turf it's a scramble ian paul trying to grab it who came up with it 
As Seals Grove yep. fortunate to come up with the loose ball. It's a third down, though, as somehow, someway, Seals Grove was able to come up with it. Ian Paul got to Bastion, knocked the ball away, and there was a mad scramble. And Seals Grove fortunate to still have possession for a third down and nine. Yep, third and nine on Shemokin's 37-yard line. Sending wide receivers each side again for Bastion. Just starting the second half, Seals Grove trailing 16-0. As Nate Almond goes in motion from left to right. That's where Bastion's looking. He's going to have to take off and run. Nothing. Protection is not there right now. Weary got in there and is able to make the stop. Along with Adams, a loss on the play. It's going to be a fourth down and 11, and they'll send Catherman out to try to pinch Moken deep in their own territory. Zakowski will drop back deep. Shemokin just continues to load the line of scrimmage, and they're bringing the, the the four down men and the two outside linebackers. It's just overwhelming for our deep, our, our offensive front right now. Good snap this time. Catherman gets it away. Line drive kicks. Going to bounce to the ten, roll inside the ten, and then into the end zone for the touchback. So Shemokin will have it at their own twenty yard line. Again, Seals Grove had great field position to start that drive. They got the great connection from Bastion to four to put them in business. But then the possession stopped there. Catherine punts it away. Schmoke takes over at their own 20-yard line, leading 16-0. Looking for something positive here. Often when you say your offense is struggling some, how about a big defensive play here? And, boy, this would be the time for it. As Seals Grove will try to load the line of scrimmage and force sophomore quarterback nine into a mistake. He hasn't had any here tonight. Drops back, gives it to the fullback, Madden, hit by... Ryan Almond and a host of blue shirts, Brandon Heil. He's going to pick up three yards, second down and seven for Madden in the Shemokin offense. Yeah, that was just a straight dive. They got movement up front. Our, our defensive linemen have to get stay low, and they've got to get upfield. They've got to create havoc in the backfield there. They've got to get penetration. The Shemokin offensive line continue to be tough. The center, Rod Armel, Rod Armel, leading the way on that one. Go up the middle again. A couple missed tackles there. Pick up positive yards. Shemokin out to the 28-yard line. So it's going to be a third down and about two for Shemokin, leading 16-0 over the Seals Grove Seals with 9.25 to go here in the third. Now that last play, they ran up, the, they ran right up the gut again, and our down men got good penetration. The kid had to bounce it a little bit, a little bit laterally, and we had him wrapped in the line of scrimmage, but then he broke through and got about four or five yards. Looking for a big defensive stop here by the Seals Grove defense. Third down and two. Nye under center, takes a snap, gives it to Frosch off the right side, close to the mark where official spots it right at the 30-yard line. So without a measurement, without any whatsoever, it's a first down. And see some frustration here on the near side that, when it's that close, I thought it would be automatic to check, but they do not give a first down. So Shemokin picks up the first down. They have it at their own 30-yard line. No, they just automatically moved the change that time. That was very close. I didn't think they got it. Because its possession started at the 20, and yeah. it's not even at the 30. No. Strange, strange. Nye turns, gives it to Madden. Second level, makes a man miss at the 35. Still going to the 40. 45, upended at midfield. First down run by Madden takes it all the way to the 50-yard line, 20-yard pickup by Madden. 
for the Shemokin Indians. Seals got caught by the, the Shemokin misdirection. When you have the, the, the wing T offense like they do, there's so much misdirection. And we actually I, we had some backers that, that bit on the fullback, or actually the tailback going the other way. And we had an outside backer on, on the right side who was just on an island. First down and 10 for Shemokin. Knight takes the snap. Inside handoff again to Madden. Jumps over defender, hit there. Taken down as he takes it into Seals Grove territory. Brandon Heil on the stop. And also Fogarty after the three-yard pickup. It'll be a second down and seven for the Indians as they lead 16-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. And they have it in Seals Grove territory at the 47-yard line. Now the Seals, their, their philosophy defensively is bend but don't break. But you know what? It's, it's time to stop bending now, too. We've got to get some stops here. And we've got to stop them from getting first downs. We've got to get our offense on the field and get the defense off the field. Because that bending takes a lot of time off the clock yes. as well. Second down and seven. Inside handoff once again. Paul able to squirt away from Miller. But Miller able to disrupt it enough. His blue shirt teammates come along, make the stop. It's a loss of about one on the play. So it's going to be a third down and eight for the Indians. And we have a New Jersey coming into the ball game. Young, that's Young coming in. Yep. He'll play the nose guard. nose guard position as Fogarty had to come out as his helmet came off on this big third down play here. Got to get Chamokin offense off the field with a big stop here. This is a gigantic play right now. We can stop them here, get a good return on the punt. And they reset the play clock, we'll so get shape. another 25 seconds to run even more time off. Under seven minutes to go here in the third. Third down and eight. Two backs in the backfield. One wide receiver split to the left. Nate Ahmed on him. He's getting some help from the safety, Teague Hoover. That's where Nye is rolling to the left. Looking, gets rid of it. Almost picked off by Kissinger. But Zakowski makes the catch, and that'll be enough for a first down at the Sealers Grove 37-yard line. They just ran a sprint pass left. Uh, they sealed with a fullback and tailback. They sealed the edge. Uh, the quarterback was not able to get outside, but he did set up inside, and he ran a nice that we I guess we had a little in pattern there. Zakowski so came into the night as the leading receiver. And the first half, he only had one catch, but boy, he gets a big one there mm -hmm. as he came in with six catches for 114 yards and two touchdowns. He makes a big catch there. First down for the Smoking Indians. Madden gets the call off the right, hit the line of scrimmage, goes down. That's Vance Metzger making the stop. Also, Kissinger on the stop. Loss of one, second down and 11. Build some momentum here. Good stop there as Fogarty will come back into the game with Young checking out. Loss of one, good play by Vance Metzger. Seals Grove defense trying to come up with big play after big play here. Yep. They tried to attack the area between the defensive tackle and the outside backer again that time, but Vance Metzger just took his man through him out of the way, did a good job. Nice tackle. Nye inside handoff to Frosch. He's got room. Right side. He's going to be hit, taken down just before he gets to the 30-yard line. I see Rumberger in on the stop, but a good inside handoff. Very Southern-like on those inside handoffs. Wait, that, that's that inside reverse of Southern runs. The same, same wing tee play. That's a tough play to defend. When you get a lot of action going one way and then handoff going back the other way. And, and the worst thing a linebacker can do is try to read that stuff. You just got to react, attack and react. You have your keys, you have your reads, attack them. Have confidence that they're going to work. 
Third down here. Give it to Paul. He's got a first down upended by Brett Four as he gets inside of the 25-yard line down to the 23-yard line. As Spencer George comes in, Van Smesker will check out here. First down and 10 for the Smoking Indians. Clock moving over so fast. Five minutes to go here in the third quarter. Seals Grove trailing 16-0 to the Smoking Indians. This has turned into a very nice drive by the Smoking Indians. Overcoming third downs, overcoming penalties, and they have moved it deep into Seals Grove territory. Fumble snap. Madden runs back. Smart jumps right on top of it. Lost in the play, but lived for another down as he's got to go all the way back outside the 30 to the 32-yard line to scoop that one up. So smoking, fortunate to come up with the loose ball. Seals Grove on the other side, not able to get to it. That would have been a huge play for the Seals Grove defense. Second and 19 on the Seals 32-yard line. Looking for Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. It's plays like that that without able to come up with, not able to come up with that loose ball, boy, that just it breaks your spirit because yeah. you, you had an opportunity there. That's right. That could have been our break, but this could be our break if we stop them here because they've got a long way to go. Second down call here goes to Madden right between the tackles. Oh Room, second level, makes a man miss. That was Nate Allman coming up at the 22-yard line. Madden made a nice move to get away from him, takes it all the way to the 17-yard line. So now it's going to be a third down and manageable for the Schmogan Indians after that run by Madden. That was just a, a straight-ahead trap play right after. They either trapped it or they just base blocked it, but it was right over the right up the gut. Seals Grove trailing 16-0 with 3.40 to go here in the third period. Clock moving, smoking in business down close to the 15-yard line in Seals Grove territory. Flag on the play here as Madden was going to go off to the right. Unable to get there. Only going to seven. Let's do off the record with Uncle Joe Benson. Sunday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m. Uncle Joe shares his vast knowledge of classic rock artists, play their best music. Through his in-depth conversation with the artists, you'll hear many of their great behind-the-scenes stories. It's off the record with Uncle Joe Benson on Eagle 107. The penalty goes against the Shemokin Indians, drives it back into a third down and nine. Ball placed at the 22-yard line. Adele Ball gets the call from the sideline, jogs out to let quarterback Nye know the call as Shemokin quickly gets to the line of scrimmage. They have a third down and nine. It's a miscue there. Is that a timeout taken by Hynoski on the far side? I don't. Yep, I do see a flag here on the near side. So it's a false start, and that's going to go against the Shemokin Indians. So Shemokin having some back-to-back penalties, giving Seals Grove a chance here to come up with the play. Again, we talk about that bend but not break, but what bending does right now is a lot of time winds off the clock, and Seals Grove trailing 16-0 to the Indians. That is the problem. And right now it's third and about 14 from our 27-yard line. This is a seven-minute drive at this point for the Smokin' Indians on this third down and long. Nye takes a snap, turns, inside handoff to Frush, gets away from a defender, still spinning, and finally will be taken down. Rothamol in on the stop, along with Teague Hoover, well short of a first down, but now it's a fourth down, four-down territory, balls at the 21-yard line. They need to get to the 18-yard line. Soon they need to get to the 13-yard line to pick up the first down. So we'll call it a fourth down and seven clock, winding down to 2.20 to go in the third. Seals Grove trailing 16 to nothing to the Schmokin Indians. 
Sakowski split to the left. That's where Nye's looking, rolling to his left, being chased by Ovid. Ovid's going to get to him and get the sack. Big play there on that fourth down play as Ahmed came through, shot through that offensive line and able to get to Nye for the sack. Turn the ball over on downs, back to the ceiling's Grove Seals. That was a desire play by Ahmed. That was a great job. He has good speed coming through there. He split He split right between the nose guard and one of the defensive tackles. That, that defense is designed to do that. You, you send your nose guard to the left, your defensive tackle to the right, and bring your mic backer right between them. Great job by Ahmed. Seals Grove can build some momentum here, get some offense going, get some confidence going as Straub will check into the game for the Seals Grove Seals. First down and 10. I formation behind Bastion. Seals Grove has it at their own 25-yard line. Long count by Bastion. Takes the snap, turn, pitch it to Allman. Allman makes a one-handed catch, and then he swallowed up quickly defensively. Road Armel making the stop. As Ahmed did everything he could to get his hand on it, it was like a baseball shortstop coming up with the one-handed catch. And, boy, he saved a disastrous play. But the bottom line, it's a loss on the play of two, second down and 12 for the Seals Grove Seals. Well, that time we brought we brought Bastion up under center. And, and it, I think he's more accustomed to back off the ball in the shotgun. And he spun to, to toss the ball to, to Ahmed. He, it just looked like it was just it had no touch on it. Back in the shotgun for Bastion. Quick toss. An out to Brett Ford. Making a catch. He's upended at the 27-yard line by Bainbridge. But it's a positive play. Trying to set up a third down play here for the Seals Grove Seals. Dave, we talk about bend but not break, and that's what Seals Grove did on that last possession. But the bad part of the good news, bad news is that took eight minutes and five seconds of bending. That's the problem with bending in the second half when you're 16 points down. So Seals Grove has it on offense here. Big third down play under a minute to go here in the third period, trailing 16-0. A block punt, touchdown by Shemokin, a safety, and also a one-yard touchdown run, and that's the difference in the game. Shemokin leading 16-0. Trips to the left. Bastion looking left. Looking over the middle, looking for Nate Ahmet, unable to make the connect. No, they're going to say he got it. He got it. He made the catch, went down. That was weary on the coverage. And Nate Ahmed made an athletic play to make the catch and give the Seals Grove Seals a first down. He ran a, He ran what we call a dig. He was 10, 10 yards downfield and crossed over the middle. Seals Grove get their second first down of the second half. They now have three on the game and none bigger than that one. Nate Ahmed making the great catch. Bastion looking over the middle again for Nate Ahmed, well over his head. Falls incomplete. Nate Allman a bit shaken up, weary on the coverage, and he's going to be slow to get to his feet. He's coming off the sideline. He did everything he could to try to go up and make that catch, sacrificing his body, and, boy, his body paid for it there. He comes off the sideline, and he's going to be checked out by the medical staff. Shemokin's running all this man coverage, and if we can just get our quarterback enough time, like he's had there a couple plays, we can complete those passes. The longer the play goes in man coverage, the better off you are because we can start getting separation with our receivers from those guys who are manned up on them. So second down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals following that incompletion. Bastion going to throw a quick throw out to Ryan Ahmet, and he drops it. Yep. yep. The time Bastion had the right call, and you talk about throwing screens and seeing the defense alignment come free, and that's how you want to set it up. Timing, everything was there. 
unable to finish the play was Ryan Allman. Steelers Grove came out with four wideouts. They had three wideouts on the left side, and they just ran Almond on a little flare pattern behind those three wideouts. Those three guys just ran everybody off, and he was wide open, but just a tough ball to catch. That's one of the hardest throws in football is just when a quarterback has to flip a little flare pass to the running back. That's really tough. Unable to make the connection there. Sets up a third down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. Seals trailing 16-0. Looking over the middle. Got Brett Ford makes the catch. He made it with a man on his back and a hand in his jersey. He's able to make the connection and get it to the 35-yard line, and he's slow to get up. He's got an ankle. He he was covered, man. You're right. He was covered like a blanket, and he just fought that defender for the ball and came up with it. Great job by Brett Ford. And with that play, that ends the third quarter. As Sealens Grove's able to get the ball in smoking territory at the 35-yard line, looking to cash it in. They trail 16-0. This is Sealens Grove football presented by Sealens Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It's coming soon. Hand-rolled ice cream at Route 11 Coffee and Cream on the Nori Danville Highway. What's hand-rolled ice cream? Route 11 Coffee and Cream staff rolls out ice cream as you watch, and then you pick the toppings. Candied walnuts and caramel sauce? Sure. Oreos and peanut butter cups? Heck yeah. Cherries and raspberries? Okay. Candy corn? No, don't do that. Invent your own ice cream and watch it prepared right in front of you. Fine. Like Route 11 Coffee and Cream on Facebook to learn about the grand opening eagle107.com moving into the fourth quarter here sealens grove trailing 16 to nothing other updated scores part of our aubrey alexander out of town scoreboard lewis sock loyal sock leading hughesville 55 12 montoursville shutting out mithlerberg 28 nothing central columbia shutting out midwest 42 nothing and jersey shore all over central mountain 26 to 7 those games are at halftime the last we checked those are out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Aubrey Alexander Toyota. Basson drops back. First down and 10. A lot of pressure. He's going to get rid of it. Finds Nate Almond. He makes a catch. Slides. It's going to be a loss in the play, but Basson did everything he could because that was about to be about a 15, 20-yard loss. He got rid of it, and Nate Almond able to make the catch, and there's a man down for the Smoking Indians who was chasing Bastion from behind. Oh, yeah, Bastion had he had a whole lot of pressure on him the second that ball got there. He did a fantastic job just to get away from the pressure and deliver a ball to one of his receivers. It was unreal effort by, by Bastion. And a good ca- a good catch by Nate Almond for a one-yard loss. You see Brett Ford here on the near side. Looks like a cramp as he's trying to stretch it out here on the near side. And you hope same for the smoking player. Maybe just a cramp, tighten up some as he's being tended to by their medical staff. Looks like they're That's a cramp. rubbing down his calf. Yep. It's, a kind of, it's just kind of night. This is a kind of night. It's a little, a little humid out here. This kind of night just pulls water out of you. So they're tending to him and update our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week. Our Blaze Alexander Ford tough game of the week is the Jersey Shore and Central Mountain. The last we had it was 26-7. That's at halftime. Keep an eye on that one throughout the game. Again, that's our Blaze Alexander Ford Tough Game of the Week where it's worth the drive to route 45. And, Dave, you've been stressing it, and it's something that, uh, you know, it, it's football 101. 
if you can establish some run, if you can get them to have to bite on some of that run stuff, that play action stuff, like you said, it's man-to-man coverage. They're saying we, our corners, can defend your receivers, right. and everybody else is going to tend to the running game. That's exactly right. And Seals Grove has not been able to to find big plays in that, and, boy, that would make all the difference right now. You just described it perfectly, Ben. <clears throat> Those corners have good size. They come up. When you talk about a guy like Zakowski uh, coming up and uh, playing that corner position on a, and, you know, it's the smaller size receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. when you, Brett Ford, Nate Allman, I mean, they they give it everything they got. Yep. Hearts of, you know, Lions. Yep. But it's tough. Ball's staying a little bit high. They're unable to make the plays. And they're, they're going up against guys who's got good size in the yeah. six-foot range. Mm-hmm. That's very, very difficult to, to make plays on slants, to make plays downfield and go up and over. You know, you see a lot of times receivers are able to go up and make big plays just because of their athleticism. These guys are unable to do that, and we haven't seen those type big plays. No, no, we haven't. But we have seen them, them fight through some stuff and, and make some pretty nice catches, though. I mean, Brett Four, I mean, that guy was all yeah. over him. He's draped all over him. Nate Allman made that catch going down and make those. I mean, those are big-time catches, big-time plays. Just need to get back-to-back plays like that yes. to try to get points on the board. Got to string a few of those together, yeah. You got to give them credit. They're, they're, they're fighting hard. Ian Paul was the man down for Schmoke. It was off the field now, and again, looks like it was a cramp. So they're making some personnel changes here. See number 45 come into the game. That's Knowledge Artist Knowledge Artist Jones has checked into the game for. Now we got a flag. So after all that, there's some confusion there. The officials are going to chit-chat here, get the call. It's going to be a false start against the Seals Grove Seals. With it now first down and 26, go ahead and add another five. Wow, that's a tough situation. So, again, we say into the game, checking in for Paul, knowledge artist Jones, linebacker, sophomore, 5'9", 190 pounds, number 45. He looks like an athlete, too. He's set, set up on that left side. He's coming. Looking over the middle is Bastion. Two guys coming on slants. It was Kissinger coming from the left, Nate Allman from the right. And, again, there's that size. Fikowski, good size. Also, Del Ball, good size from your corner position. The ball falls incomplete. And now it's a second down and 31 for the Seals. 11-21. To go in the game, Seals Grove being shut out, 16 nothing, to the Smoking Indians. That last play was a good call by Mike Ferrero. I mean, if, if they're going to man up, the best thing you can do is run slants because if they if you can get inside those receivers, you're wide open. And we were wide open on that play. Just didn't quite deliver the ball there well enough. Got trips to the right, one wide receiver to the left. Shotgun formation. Bastion drops back, getting some pressure, rolling right. Going to use athletic ability to try to pick up some yardage here. He does. He's able to get it outside the 45, and they'll mark it at the 48-yard line. So it's going to be a third down play here. Seals Grove needs to get all the way to the Shemokin Indian 27-yard line to pick up a first down. Still a big challenge here as they'll have it third down at their own 48-yard line. 24 yards, third and 24. Bashing gets the call from the sideline. And send Kissinger to the right. To the left is going to be Heil and Brett Four. Bastion's going to come out in the shotgun formation. It's third down and 24. Seals Grove trailing 16-0. Bastion drops back. He's got some time. Throws off his back foot. Looking for Ryan Allmitt. Falls incomplete. And it's going to be a fourth down. And Catherman will jog out to punt this one away. Look at this defense for the Shemokin Indians, giving up 23 points per game, giving up 294 yards per game. 
They only had one interception and one fumble recovery on the season, giving up seven touchdowns, three rushes, four pass. But, boy, they've come up big here tonight, shutting out the Seals 16-0. They sure, they sure have. Catherine, nice line drive. It's going to bounce. Yep. Unfortunately, roll into the end zone, but a good punt by Catherman. Seals grow back on the defensive side, trailing 16-0 to the Shemokin Indians. As Shemokin, their last time they had the ball, an eight-play dr- or eight-minute drive did come away with points, but they took it from ten minutes all the way down to two minutes. And boy, if they do that again here, yeah. it's going to be lights out for the Seals Grove Seals. We can't afford that. There's 10:21 left in the game right now in the fourth quarter, so th- this has got to be three and out. We've got to get the ball back. Something's got to happen. We got. We need a turnover. We need a break. I see Young stays in to play the nose guard position. Spencer George is on the right playing the right defensive tackle position on this first down and 10 for the Smoking Indians. Paul goes in motion. He's going to give it to Madden. Straight up the middle. Second level. Chase from behind. Taken down that time by Brandon Heil at the 34-yard line. Madden looked like he fell on top of the ball. A lot of times when that happens, you get your wind knocked out of you. But good hustle play by Brandon Heil, but it's a first down pickup Shemokin at their own 34-yard line. Clock will continue to run after they set the chain. 16-0 lead, under 10 minutes to go in the game. Seals Grove trying to avoid back-to-back losses here in 2020. Under Senators, Nye. Man goes in motion is Paul. Going to give it to Paul. Off the left side. Met right at the line of scrimmage. Ryan Almit in on the stop. Also want to give credit to number 50, Young. He went low, Dave. That's what you talk about from those defensive linemen. He certainly did there. Well, it's got to be. They've got to be underneath everything. Nick Young's a senior. He's a good kid. He, he, he'll do what he's coached to do. He did on that one. Second down and nine. One-yard pickup by Shimokin. No hurry here. Play clock at 17. Clock. Game clock at 9-10. One wide receiver split to the right. Nye under center. Letting the clock run. Takes the snap. Turns. Give it to Madden off the left. Ryan Almy gets in there. Spencer George in on the stop. Checking in a game for the Seals Grove Seals. Number 42 is into the game. Take a look at number 42, Logan Athalt. I'll have to check on that name, but he's into the ball game. Number 42 involved in on that stop for the Seals Grove Seals. Yeah, Seals Grove's getting some, uh, getting some fresh legs in there. That's a good idea. Stick around the end of the game. We'll bring you the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. The final stats, scores from around the valley, and get final analysis, all part of the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show here on Eagle 107. Paul goes in motion. Coming through, and then the handoff goes to Frosch. Coming through was Ryan Almit. Inside handoff to Frosch. He's going to race beyond the 40-yard line to about the 41-yard line, setting up a fourth down play here for the Schmogan Indians. And it looks like they're going to jog the punt team out to punt this one away. Brett Ford and T. Hoover will drop back. That was a big stop. They're going to be punting from their 40-yard 40 40 yard line. We can get good field position here. We've got to get some We've got to get some points on the board now. Looking for Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker plays of the game. And we've seen quite a few of them here tonight. And we will let you know what we decide. is the Schmokadam Health Center backbreaker play of the game during our postgame show here on Eagle 107. Four and Hoover waiting for this punt. It's a short punt. Brett Four comes up for it, makes the catch, makes a man miss at the 38, going to take it beyond the 40, out to the 44-yard line. 
Seals Grove takes over first down and 10 from their own 44-yard line. See Fogarty jogging out to Tell onto the field to play on the offensive side for the Seals. That was a heck of an effort by Brett, Brett Four on that punt return. He had to actually run up on the ball because it was a fairly short kick. He caught the ball with people all around him and got some tough yards. I would take that effort any day. The Good key, job by Brett yeah, Four. Absolutely. Catching in a crowd. They catch it, keep your concentration with guys barreling down on you. Yep. Very well done. Give Seals Grove great field position at their own 44-yard line, trailing 16-0 with 7.30 to go in the game. Bastion in shotgun formation. Deuces. Bastion dropping back. Gets the pressure. Rolling to his right. Looking downfield. It's going to get rid of it, throw out of bounds. Closest guy there was Nate Ahmed on the coverage. Was weary. Nate Ahmed is picking the bench up. What a class act. Oh, I tell you, he could have awesome. thrown that bench down, walked away from it. 99% of guys would do that. Yep. He knocked it over, felt bad, thought, hey, what would mom want me to do in this position? Jen right. would say, you knock it over, you pick it up, and he picked it up. He's a gentleman. That was, I, I just, I don't, you don't see that very often. No. He just, usually they're so angry that he's knocking yeah. it over. And yeah. He picked up the entire bench by himself that he knocked over. That's a conscientious kid. He's a, <laughs> I tell you what, he's a class act. <laughs> that was, he really is. That blew me away. That was so oh, cool. Yeah. How about it? Bassett drops back. Look it over the middle. Nice. Nate Ahmed on the catch. Nice. He's going to make a nine-yard pickup, maybe oh. eight-yard pickup. Mm-hmm. Adams in on the stop, but he decides to pick up the bench and say, I'm going to go out and make a play. Makes an eight-yard catch over the yeah, middle. Yeah. It's into smoking territory at the 48-yard line. Yep. It's good for him. Nice slant pattern. Very well-thrown ball by, by our quarterback. Good job by Coy. Nice time that time by that offensive line, able to give him the time he needed to be able to get that throw over the middle. Kissinger splits far to the left. In the slide on the left is Nate Ahmed to the right, Brett Four and Heil. Long back in the backfield is Ryan Ahmed. Shotgun formation for Bastion. Takes the snap. It's a keeper. Ryan Ahmed giving the block. No, that's Teague Hoover trying to get the big block. As Bastion able to cut under a defender, Kissinger had a nice wide receiver block that time. As Bastion's able to take it inside the 40 to the 37-yard line, that's a first down pickup for the Seals. Good-looking play. That was a design quarterback run with a running back in front as a blocker. Excellent job. We have 6.30 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 16-0. Staying with the deuces look with Nate Almond in the slot on the left. Brett Ford slot on the right. Another design run by Bastion. He's going to be swallowed up quickly by Miller that time, short of the 35-yard line. Well, they mark it all the way back there. Uh, they must have thought he, he touched his knee, knee or, something or something back there. Wow, that's pretty stingy, Mark. Woo. Yeah. I thought his helmet was close to the 35-yard line, mm-hmm. but nope, they're going to mark it all the way back out to the 38-yard line. Well, they saw something we didn't see. Well, that's why they're refs. Yep. Should have got my binoculars out. Or as Murphy calls them, binoculars. Well, your binoculars are there. You can do that. <laughs> Bassett drops back. Gets a pressure. Rolling to his left. Going to get rid of it. He's got a man. Nate Allman makes a catch. Tiptoes out of bounds at about the 32-yard line. So it's going to bring up a play here that is much more manageable for the Seals Grove Seals. A third down and about five. Yep. Clock, though. Holds at 5.37 to go in the game with Seals Grove trailing 16 to nothing. Coy and Nate just made something out of nothing at last play. That, there was pressure on the quarterback immediately, and, and Bastion was able to just avoid all that stuff and deliver a nice ball. Rolling to his left. He had to turn, square his shoulders. Nice job by Bastion. He drops back, gets rid of it. Deep 
sideline pattern that time by Brett. Four falls incomplete. It'll be a fourth down and five. About a 15-yard deep out. Yep. And he just threw it a little short. It was open. Going to, again, want to wish all the other sports teams playing right now. The tennis team will play on Monday against Williamsport Field Hockey, both undefeated. The varsity and JV, they play on the 28th at home. Support the field hockey team at 4 o'clock against Midwest. The soccer team is 4-2. and two. The girls' soccer team is at 4-2. Four 4-0 and two. Four and oh in league play. They play tomorrow versus Danville at home. And then the boys are 4-1. and one. They're 3-1 and one in league play. They play Tuesday at Williamsport. Support the other sports programs throughout Seals Grove Seals. Mm. This pass is intended for Nate Ahmed behind him. The defender, Del Ball, knocks it down. Falls incomplete. It'll turn the ball over on downs. Back to the Schmokin Indians leading 16-0 with 5.29 to go in the game. Again, they were manned up on the outside there, and, and the free safety was just able to step up and, and deflect that pass before it got to the receiver. Del Ball, good job by him. Our dedicated listeners listening in and uh, members of our Facebook page as well checking in. And You know what I love on Facebook? People asking questions, and then our listeners are so smart, and they're able to answer it. And they get a little dialogue going. Nice job on our Facebook page. Seals Grove Seals on Eagle 107. This is go to Madden. He got to the second level. Brandon Heil, Teague Hoover on the stop. A helmet comes off. That's Fogarty's helmet. Folks are going to have to get some adjustments done to that helmet. It keeps coming off for him. It might be just sliding off that that dew that he has. That's quite a a wet dew right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of it. He comes off. He's going to be replaced. Coming in is young once again. See Spencer George in there as well. Second down play here. Called it a second down and four for the Schmokin Indians following that first down play. Long count by nine. Under ten to go on the play clock. No rush. Now at five. Ian Paul goes in motion. He gets a call going left. Run to a, to a wall. Defenders shakes him off. And then Hahn gets involved in the stop along with Rumberger. Short of a first down, it's going to be a third down and one for the Indians. I thought you made that happen with Scotty Kissinger. They were trying to they were trying to blast him to the outside. He went and attacked it, and he just stacked it all up on the line of scrimmage. That was a great job by Scott. That's the first time I've seen I've really seen an outside backer attack a kickout block really hard. Great job. Let's see if they can get that kind of action here on this third down and one. As Schmokin has it at their own 41-yard line, 4.20 to go here in the ballgame. Schmokin leading 16-0. Nye's going to send Frosch in motion. He's going to give it to Madden straight up the middle, and he's going to have enough for a first down just barely as Rumberger in on the stop along with Rothamall. Miller in the middle there as well, but it's enough for a first down for the Schmokin Indians. They have it at their own 43-yard line. Leading 16-0. Clock will wind under four minutes before they get the snap. next snap underway. Seals Grove will be looking to regroup as they will see the Jersey Shore Bulldogs, who are all over Central Mountain at this point, the last we checked, as the Jersey Shore Bulldogs will come to town to take on the Seals Grove Seals. Well, that's good they're coming here. Absolutely. Frosch goes in motion. Madden gets the call straight up the middle. It's going to be go down. The ball hits the turf. And somehow, some way, that's the kind of night it's been. It has been. That ball hit the turf. Madden fell to the ground, and somehow the ball seemed to find his gut and went yep. right back to him. The ball has been bouncing right to the Shemokin players all night long. They're getting all the breaks right now. 
That was a heck of a play by Ahmed on that. By, and the defensive line did a good job there. So they retained possession, second down and nine for the Shemokin Indians. No rush once again. Tight formation. Blitz being shown by the Seals. They're going to come. Nye's going to keep it. Off to the left. He's got some room. Nope. Swallowed up quickly. Was that Miller making that stop on the far side? Number 60. Yep. What an athletic play from Steve Miller able to get to him. It looked like Nye was going to have some room over there, but Miller got to him and take, was able to take him down. Heck of a job by Miller. He was he was flying, man. He, he got there in a hurry. He's a good athlete for a big kid. He's... It's also wrestling as well. You see the, the trend between wrestlers and football players with Nate Schoen, Ryan Allman, Bastion, and a guy like Steve Miller. He was able to get there and make the play. Third down and nine for the Shemokin Indians, leading 16-0 over the Seals Grove Seals. Paul goes in motion. Blitz coming. Inside handoff. This goes to Frosh. Hitting the backfield and taken down. That was that Special inside George. Reverse, right? That's okay. That was an inside reverse, and we, we've gotten wise to that. Now our backers reacted beautifully to that. That's uh, perfect jump in because that has been the play that's been a heel to the Seals Grove defense. But you're right. They were able to get there, got in there, disrupt that. Plays were made. But they stayed that's, a huge play. that's the thing. You can't, you can't run with that fake. So, again, the fourth down and punting situation for the Shemogan Indians. Teague Hoover, Brett Ford drop back at their own 22-yard line. Play clock will wind under five seconds before they snap this. 135 to go in the game. And there's a flag on the play. Ryan Almond pointed out that somebody moved yeah. as Brett Ford comes up and takes it off the bounce of the fair catch. But there's a flag on the play as Ryan Almond was able to point that out. Give me a chance to remind you that Sunday the Eagles host the Bengals on Eagle 107. Pre-game starts at noon. Kickoff at 1 with Merle Reese and Mike Quick on Eagle 107. Also, Sunday the Steelers host the Houston Texans. The pregame starts at 11 with kickoff at 1 on 100.9 the Valley. Uh, are they going to make them kick it again? I would. Give us another play. See if yep. we can get a run back here. Mark yeah. Stevens will help you through your workday, finishing off the 107-minute superset, starting each hour with our seven-song superset. It's all your favorite classic rock through the workday on Eagle 107. Now, he just said they declined it? Yeah. Okay. They, they declined got, they it. Why isn't here. it up yeah. here, then? He, um... He signaled they declined it. So they're chit-chatting, and uh, they're going to the get some things. The other officials ready to mark it off. After tonight, the Seals Grove Seals again will host the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Then they travel to take on the Shikalimi Braves. They'll host the Central Mountain Wildcats before taking on the Shemokin team at Shemokin in Week 7 and then finish out the regular season with a home game against the Mifflinburg Wildcats. For the Shemokin Indians after tonight, they'll have the Shikalimi Braves at home, Central Mountain at home, before traveling to Milton. Then they'll have the Seals at home, and they'll finish out their regular season at Mount Carmel Will the Shemokin Indians. Here they lead 16-0 over the Sealers Grove Seals. Fourth down, punny situation once again for the Shemokin Indians. Right for the lone return man back. Seals Grove's going to bring the house here, see if they can get a block punt. Teague Hoover coming off the left edge. Here they come, unable to get to it. High punt. Brett Ford comes up, makes a catch. He gets his head knocked off. 
and flags will be thrown. Yeah, he's going to get ejected for that. And Brett Ford gets up and jogs off, and that was... That was a great effort by Brett Ford. Brett knew he was going to pay the price, but he made the catch anyways, and the kid just double forearmed his face right to his head. And Brett Ford got to his feet quickly and got to the sidelines. Oh, yeah. he, no, he showed no problems at all with that hit. Good job by Brett Ford. Personal foul. Personal foul against a blow to the head. He is going to be ejected. Against the Schmokin Indians. Nope. The first down and 10 for the Seals Grove Seals. 117 to go in the game. Again, stick around. We have the Service Electric Cablevision game. We'll get final analysis, updated scores. We'll take a look at our tough game of the week. Brought to you by Blaze Alexander Ford. Also our stats from our stat man. And look forward to next week as Seals Grove hosts the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Bastion takes the snap. Looking over the middle. Getting some pressure. Rolling to his right. Gets rid of it. Almost picked off by Weary. Intended for Heil. Falls incomplete. And it's going to bring up a second down and 10. Fortunate that way. But that one wasn't picked off because there was a lot of green turf in front of Weary as he stepped in front of that one. Second down and 10 for the Seals. They're going to drop this one here tonight to fall to 1 and 2. Quick throw to Ahmet. Falls incomplete. Ahmet stretched out. Tried to make the catch as Adams helps him to his feet. It's going to be a third down and 10. 108 to go in the game. Seals Grove trailing 16 to nothing. Come on, guys. Let's go. We need to get a score. Seeing a momentum boost here. Maybe a big play downfield. Kissinger splits to the left. In the slot is Nate Almond. That's where he's looking. Deep slant. Looking for Almond nice. over the middle. Adams is going to take him to the turf. They're going to mark him at the 39-yard line. That'll be enough for a first down for the Seals Grove Seals. That's it. Perfect pattern for this man coverage. He ran a little slant, a little dig, about 10 yards down the field, turned in. Good job. Get those players inside of those man, those, those people are manned up on. Under a minute to go in the game. Down left sideline. Kissinger beyond the defense, unable to make the connection. Bastion looking for Kissinger, who had run away from Hart down the left sideline. But it falls incomplete, and it'll bring up a second down and 10. From the Shemokin 39-yard line. That's a tough situation. Kissinger did a nice job of getting separation between he and that cornerback. He caught that cornerback flat-footed, got past him, had about four yards on him, just, just overthrown a little bit. Get even, you're beaten, and that's what happened there. Kissinger right. got even with her D-back and used his speed. He was open, unable to make the connection, second down and 10. Looking that way again, a deep out route to Nate Allman. He tried to snag it with one hand, gave it everything he had. Yep. That kid is playing with every ounce of heart. I tell you, he's leaving it all on the field, trying to stretch out to catch that one. I, I'm amazed at, at Nate Allman. He, he, you're exactly right. He is just an all-out guy. He really, he just leaves it all there every play. Unable to make that connection here. Third down and ten. Seals Grove in the shotgun deuce formation as well. Ryan Allman alone back in the backfield. Going that way again. Looking for Kissinger. Defended well that time by Del Ball. Yep. Hart was the one who defended last time. This time it was Del Ball, and he was running stride for stride they with Kissinger, and it falls incomplete. Fourth down and ten. They saw that. They had a cornerback and free safety over top. Seals Grove will regroup here. Again, hosting the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week. Last we checked, Jersey Shore was with, was uh, leading 27-6. to six. Over the Central Mountain Wildcats. 
That'll give Central Mountain their first loss. Look it over the middle. In and out of Brett Forrest's hand. It was weary on the coverage there, but it falls incomplete. And it's, again, going to turn the ball over on downs back to the Shemokin Indians. And the Shemokin Indians will have 36 seconds to wind off the clock here. And they'll go away with the victory over the Seals Grove Seals. The second time in three years that Shemokin has come here to Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium and upended the Seals Grove Seals. Henry Nanoski able to put the game plan together, and the Shemokin Indians took advantage of some special teams play, a blocked punt that led to a touchdown, a blocked punt that led to a safety, and they have a one-yard touchdown run, and that's all the scoring that Shemokin needed. They're leading 16-0, and we think that this would be the final play of the game unless Seals Grove decide to call a timeout here. And on a positive note, we pitched a shutout in the second half. And her defense gave up one score again. Third week in a row, giving up one score. Yep, the defense has played well enough to win the last two weeks. But that will be the final play of the game. Under 10 seconds to go. Again, stick around for the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. We'll get our stats from our stat man. Final analysis of the game from Dave Hess. Look forward to next week's game against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs and give you the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. The Seals Grove Seals fall to one and two. They get shut out by the Shmokin Indians, 16-0. Step aside, this is Seals Grove football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and eagle107.com. I can still remember the kids rolling around on that comfortable living room carpet. Remember when they were babies, they'd bang those pots and pans on the kitchen tile? I still remember the sounds of soccer and baseball cleats running on those hardwoods. And you yelling, leave the shoes outside. (laughs) These floors have seen a lot, and they still look so good. They've got some good years left on them. Just like we do, honey. Right? You bet, my dear. You bet. Carpet Man in Milton. Flooring for life. Did you ever notice? Football sure does whip up your appetite. Make sure you stop at Tom's Eatery at Fox Crossing on Route 35 in Mount Pleasant Mills before the game, and you'll really enjoy the excitement however you're experiencing the game. Tom's Eatery is open Wednesday through Sunday from 11 till 8 with delicious specials every day. Your favorite country comfort foods, sandwiches, dinners, and desserts. They're available for private parties and gatherings, too. Tom's Eatery in Mount Pleasant Mills, also on Facebook. At Sunbury Motor Company, the letters SMC mean a lot to us. Those letters stand for a tradition of trust since 1915. SMC. Stand for selling more cars. And satisfying more customers. SMC. It stands for Sunbury Motor Company. And when you need a Ford, Lincoln, Hyundai, or Kia, you have our lowest price promise. Log on to sunburymotors.com to see more choices and save more cash. And then you can say, start my car. I'll take it. SMC. In the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Hiking, biking, rowing, running. The game is life, and you're the weekend warrior. You work hard and you play hard. Football, baseball, soccer, golf. To move is to live, and whatever your sport, Shemokin Dam Health Center specializes in total health to keep you in the game. Call 743-4333. Shemokin Dam Health Center. Designed with you in mind. Eagle 107. It's time for the Seals Post Game Show, sponsored by Service Electric Cable Vision. Once again, here are Pat O'Brien and Dave Hess. Welcome to the Service Electric Cable Vision Post Game Show. 
Pat O'Brien along with Coach Dave Hess. Zach Showers, our stack guy. Well, the Seals Grow Seals pitched their third straight shutout in the second half but unable to come away with a win as the Shemokin Indians beat the Seals Grove Seals 16 to nothing. The scoring recap looked like this. Shemokin got on the board first, a one-yard touchdown run by Madden, set up by an Ian Paul run that got the ball inside the five-yard line. That completed a seven-play drive covering 80 yards, took two minutes and 57 seconds. The extra point was good, and 7 nothing lead at that point for the Shemokin Indians. Seals Grove would see Shemokin get a block punt, there was a scramble for the ball, rolled into the end zone. Schmoken jumped on top of it to get the second touchdown of the night. A block punt led to a score for the Schmoken Indians. The extra point good. At that point, it was 14-0. The Schmoken Indians led the Seals Grove Seals. That would be the score at the end of the first quarter. And the second quarter, the only score came late. It came with 147 to go in that first half as the Shemokin Indians got another block punt. This one sailed out of bounds, led to a safety, and it was a 16-0 lead for the Shemokin Indians. Sealens Grove would not get on the board on the night. They did shut out the Shemokin Indians in the second half. That's a bright spot, making the adjustments. Again, third straight week of giving up just one offensive touchdown by this defense and shutting out the opponents in the second half in three straight weeks is the Seals Grove defense, but not enough tonight. Seals Grove falls to the Shemokin Indians 16 to nothing. Seals Grove falls to 1-2 on the season. They'll take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week, while the Shemokin Indians improve to 2-1 and one. back-to-back wins after beating Shemokin last week. They beat the Seals Grove Seals here tonight and improve to 2-1. and one. Dave, the Smoking Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game for the second week in a row. It's going to have to go to the opponent side of things. Yep. And there's a couple candidates involved. You say the, the long run by Ian Paul to set up the score for the Smoking Indians led to the first score as a candidate. The block punt led to a touchdown. The block punt led to a safety. You had some big third down plays that Smoking was able to pick up first downs. And, you know, any other candidates that uh, you can think off the top of your head that would be. You know, candidate for the Smoke Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. No, they're really the only the only big plays of the game. You just yeah, named them because that defense continued to play well. They, but they, it, you know what I'm gonna, I'm going to say it was a drive that's yeah. the backbreaker play of the game because when you have an eight minute drive, yes. you have it in the second quarter with ten thirteen to go in the third quarter. You wind the clock all the way down to two minutes and eight seconds. That just popped in my head. Yeah, because you're trying to gain momentum. You're yeah. trying to get the ball back. Let's get something working. And when you watch a team do that, and you know better than I do, nothing more deflates a defense than watch a team, as you always say, cross lines, move the chains. And they did that for eight minutes in that drive. They didn't score on it, but that's the Schmokin Dam Health Center backbreaker play of the game. Schmokin Dam Health Center and Workplace Injury Institute offering medical care, chiropractic care, rehabilitation, and more. Call 570-743-4300. 3-3 for an appointment. That's the Schmokadam Health Center drive of the game. We'll take a break, come back. we just got the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Get some final analysis here. Take a look at the game for next week. Some final scores and other games going on around the Valley as we continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision post-game show. This is Seals Grove Football presented by Seals Grove Ford on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. <laughs> 
Marzoni's Brick Oven and Brewing Company on the Strip in Seals Grove offers outdoor or indoor dining with great atmosphere. Serving authentic brick oven pizza, pub grub, and crafted entrees that you can wash down with an ice-cold Pepsi. In addition to good food and a great selection of micro-brewed beer, Marzoni's has gift cards for those special people on your list so you can give the gift of yum. With something for everyone, whether you're a family, couple, or a group, ask about Marzoni's Banquet Room. Marzoni's, located on the Strip in Seals Grove or online at marzoni's.com. Good food, good beer. Good times. WNL Nissan is proud to support the Sealance Grove Seals this high school football season on Eagle 107. Visit WNL Nissan on the strip in Sealance Grove as they are celebrating Nissan Truck Month till the end of the month, September 30th, with as low as 0% financing for up to 72 months on select models. See all offers and details online at WNLNissan.com. Stay safe and good luck to the 2020 Sealance Grove Seals. Hubs Home Oxygen and Medical Supplies is proud to support the Sealands Grove Seals. Like the quarterback, they are the leaders in the field of home health, medical equipment, and respiratory services. Visit us online to learn more or stop by their newest location in Sealands Grove at the Susquehanna Valley Mall. Go Seals! We all sometimes are in need of a way to express how we feel. When you want to say congratulations on that beautiful new baby, great job, happy birthday, happy anniversary, or simply I care, trust Gracie's Flowers in Seals Grove to give your feelings their finest expression. Gracie's is a full-service florist. No matter the occasion, Gracie's will work their magic and put together a customized gift basket and add balloons, plants, candles, plush animals, fruits, or snacks for a personal touch. Local delivery is available, and Gracie's Telefloor Services can send you bouquet to loved ones anywhere, anytime. Call 5 570-374-4923 for Gracie's Flowers. 901 North Market Street in Sealands Grove. Eagle 107 is WEGH Northumberland, Sealands Grove. Your home for Sealands Grove Seals football. Eagle 107. It's Philly baseball in Eagle 107. The Phillies face the Tampa Bay Rays with Phillies on deck starting at 6.05. See the full Phillies broadcast schedule on Eagle107.com. Click sports schedule. That's Phillies on Eagle 107. Give him the stats from our stat man, Zach Showers. Seals Grove Falls tonight as we continue with the Service Electric Cable Vision post game show. 16 to nothing to the Schmokin Indians. It's the second time in a row that Seals Grove has seen Schmokin come to Harold L. Bolick Memorial Stadium and beat the Seals Grove Seals two years ago. They won 44 8 tonight. Again, the Schmokin Indians beat the Seals Grove Seals 16 to nothing. Looking at team numbers, first downs for the Seals, six. Seven rushing yards, 93 passing yards, a total of 100 yards on the night for the Seals Grove Seals offense. For the Smoking Indians, 13 first downs, 215 yards rushing, 62 through the air. So that's a total of 277 yards for the Smoking Indians on the night. From a penalty standpoint, Seals Grove had five for 46 yards. Smoking Indians, eight penalties for 72 yards. Turnovers on the night, just one. Schmokin had a fumble on the night. Big play, two block punts, one for a touchdown and one for a safety. Take a look at some scores before we get to individual numbers. Chickalimi beat Milton 14-0. That's a final. Lewisburg in the fourth quarter trailing Danville 28-7. Loyal Sock all over Hughesville 55-18. Montoursville continuing their impressive season. They're in the fourth quarter, beating up on Mifflinburg 45 to nothing. Central Columbia 
put away Midwest. That's a final. 42 to nothing. And Southern Columbia shut out. Warrior run, 67 to nothing. That is a final. Taking a look at other scores going on around the Valley. Now take a look at individual numbers. As Nye, 5 for 12, 62 yards. And I'm going to stop there for a second, Dave. When you think about Nye and what he did, and often you'll hear about quarterbacks managing games and just getting people in the right place. I was impressed with what I saw from the sophomore quarterback. He made just enough plays to give Seals Grove a hard time defensively. Uh, I like how he managed the game tonight. I, th- I think you described it perfectly as a, a game manager because in a wing T offense, the quarterback really is the game manager. He's the, he's a guy in there who's who's carrying out all the misdirection, all the fakes, and then he's the guy also that's got to run those fakes or or run fakes and drop back and throw the ball. He really did manage it well. Uh, he he there were situations where we had guys on him and he just threw a perfect ball. He ended up five for twelve for sixty two yards. His receivers. Uh, Miller had a catch for 29 yards. Zalkowski had two catches for 19 yards. Paul had a catch, and Madden had a catch. In the run department for the Shemokin Indians, again, they put up 250 yards, led by Paul, 10 carries, 97 yards, and also by Madden, 23 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. Frosch ended with 10 carries for 42 yards. Individual for the Seals Grove Seals, Bastion 9 for 30, 93 yards. Brett Four had four catches for 53 yards. Nate Allman had four catches for 42 yards. Both those guys dealt with big hits throughout the night. They gave everything they had, gave hands on the ball, had to make tough catches over the middle. And as you said, Dave, when you're playing that man coverage, the slants has a good pass pattern to go to, but you also got to look at two guys are willing to go in there and give up their bodies to make tough catches. They did. They combined for eight catches tonight. Yeah, you can never, never question um, our receivers' toughness because they really do. They, they don't mind going into a crowd and fighting for a ball. And we saw that. Uh, you know, we, we saw that a four tonight especially. Uh, he, he really fought through some tough stuff to make a couple of catches. They both end up with four catches apiece. Four for fifth, four had four catches for 53 yards, and Nate Almond four catches for 42 yards uh, on the night in the rushing department. Bastion four carries for minus, or excuse me, for four yards. Ryan Almond had a hard time going. Five carries for minus one yard. Straub had one carry for four yards. Four. The Seals Grove Seals again. They fall 16 nothing to the Shemokin Indians. They fall to one and two. Shemokin improves to two and one. Shemokin next week will take on the Shikalimi Braves. While Seals Grove will host the Jersey Shore Bulldogs here at Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. Uh, as we wrap up things, Dave, just kind of final analysis and uh, you know the mindset as we get ready to move on to next week and take on the Jersey Shore Bulldogs. Well, the mindset has has got to be get better as a football team and and clean up the mistakes. They they've the the best thing they can do is get in films Monday, examine everything, go right back to the basic fundamentals and prepare to be a better football team. And they will have to do that against a very good Jersey Shore Bulldog team. And like you said, they can lay it all out there now. Nothing to lose. Go out and play. Play loose. Have a good time and, and uh, see if you can upend the very tough Jersey Shore Bulldog team. Again, that will be right here on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. It'll start with me, Pat O'Brien, Dave Hess at 6 o'clock. The Derek Hicks conversation at 6.30 and followed by the 7 o'clock kickoff from Harold L. Bullock Memorial Stadium. Seals Grove again falls to the Schmokin Indians 16 to nothing. They fall to 1 and 2 on the year, and it sets up a matchup against the Jersey Shore Bulldogs next week. Well, that wraps up Seals Post Game Show, presented by Service Electric Cable Vision. The final score, Seals Grove falls to the 
to the Schmokin Indians, 16 to nothing. Remember, you can get all the updated scores from around the region on Eagle107.com, the Salt Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app, by just clicking on the high school scoreboard banner for games across central Pennsylvania. For Zach Showers, our stat guy, Anthony Fuza, our producer, Dave and Dave Hess, this is Pat O'Brien saying thank you for joining us tonight for Seals Football on Eagle 107 and Eagle107.com. Thanks for listening to Sealands Grove Seals Football on Eagle 107. Coverage of next week's game begins at 6 p.m. Friday night. Seals Football is a production of Eagle 107.